change of plans. We were going to talk about Zelda games because we thought, hey, you know, Persona 5 came out. We'll probably take some time to beat that, which if you listen to the Breath of the Wild episode, we pretty much had the same idea for Breath of the Wild, and then we both beat it in a week. So, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode number 18 of the Season Anime Checkup OVA, where we're going to talk about Persona 5. I'm Jared, joined as always by Anladium. Hello. And we're going to talk about a game that we spent a combined 180 hours playing. <laughs> yep. Which I finished at like, what, 81 and a half? You finished it at like 100 and spare change? Yep. A hundred, uh, oh, uh, I think it was a hundred and then four. Which I don't know how, like, there was a 20-hour disparity between us, like. Uh, I have no idea, because, like, we were really, like, even, and sometimes I leave my system on, but, it, I mean, my system also, like, auto-turns off, so I don't know what's up with that, but I, I think I also, like, fought everything in the final dungeon so that may have had something to do with it and you had like way more co-op or confi- confidants i forget which confidants it was cooperations in the japanese version so i get those confused than i did and you had max skill so apparently you did some better gaming playing than i did gaming playing that's a that's a word that's a phrase <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna talk at length and in depth about Persona Five. We will give a spoiler warning when we go in depth into spoilers, so don't worry about that. Uh, also, you can only if you want to stream or record this podcast, we will allow you to do that for the first quarter of it. But then after that, we will be sending uh, channel shutdown notices and copyright infringements to you if you continue to do so. Just Got a heads up. up. Yep. I mean, th- this is from our Japanese uh, mastermind, so we can't really do much about it, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, nice commentary there. Thank you. It's, that's, mm-hmm. man. A week later and that thing still is, it's baffling, but also like, they have the legal right to do that, so, I mean, they're not in the wrong, but PR-wise, they're kind of in the wrong and it's kind of crazy, and also how Alice USA just threw the Japan branch under the bus when they did that, it's still real weird. Yeah, I mean, I don't really stream, so I guess I'm not affected or as offended, but I can understand why people would be upset. Um, so that's, that's kind of weird. Um, was it like that in the Japanese version, or is it just the, the U.S. version? I mean, usually they'll come out and like they'll have like a little post being like, hey, you know, this game has spoil- is, is very story-heavy. Don't go around spoiling it for people. And also, I mean, Atlas Japan is, has kind of a notoriety around, like, oh, if you post stuff on YouTube, they're the ones that are going to be sending you copyright strikes and all that stuff. I ran into that personally when I was posting uh, Persona 4 Dancing All Night story videos for the English version, and then like eight days later, it was like, oh, here's Alice Japan coming in with these copyright strikes, which Alice USA was kind of cool about and was like, was helping people get rid of those Mm -hmm. when, during that time, but I guess like this time around, like, they just, they couldn't come to an agreement on that and basically were like, hey, look, this is going to happen. We're going to kind of, I mean, it's kind of crappy that they did this, like, you know, like, 12 to 16 hours within, like, that Tuesday. So it was, like, around 2 o'clock or 2 to 3 o'clock Eastern time when that notice went out. So, like, people were already streaming it, posting stuff to YouTube and everything. Like, 
when they finally put that out. So maybe they should have like got that messaging out sooner, so people would have known. Especially since you know that game was leaked early. Like yeah, people had that game, and I mean, let's be real. Like the Japanese version of that game got leaked early. There were spoilers for endgame content out on the internet before that game was officially released in Japan. Like, you're not really saving people from getting spoilers if you have this kind of draconian style of enforcement. Like, I mean, Nintendo doesn't even go to this length anymore. Like, that's kind of, like, the crazy part. So, like, if if you want to find spoilers, you're gonna find spoilers. It's the internet. Like, it's not 1999 anymore where, like, you really have to go out of your way to find, like, spoilers of that nature. So. Right, which I was happy that I didn't have it spoiled since there was a huge gap in between the Japanese release and the, the English release. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, positives and negatives. Um, you know, I did see, like, one singular thing on the internet that I was like, oh, okay, that's a spoiler. But um turns out it wasn't actually, like, directly what what I was thinking it was going to be. So that, that was fine. But, um you know, I can understand in the sense and that these are these are, like you said, very story driven games. And it's not fun when you have something like that spoiled for you. It's just not. Right. Um, so I can understand that they're trying to help and they're trying to like make the experience fun for everybody. Like it was Persona Four that had the warning of like please don't tell people like what happens in this game. Um, because it's such a problem. Right, but also, like, at the same time, you know, a internet playthrough of Persona 4 is what got me into the Persona games and led me to buying all of the Persona games, so... <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not arguing for yeah, yeah, yeah. or against yeah. it. I'm just saying that, you know, I, I can see where the logic is. It's, it's, it, a, it's very strange, especially, I think, in 2017 when, like... I mean, there's still companies out here that are, you know, trying to enforce strange, you know, restrictions on what you can put up. But, like, for the most part, like, everyone is kind of just, like, they understand, like, this is the environment and the climate of how video games are on the internet. So, it, it just felt real strange that a company was just, like, this strict in enforcing something like that. Even though, like people have pointed out like oh it's been a week and there's stuff past that you know that point where they say oh you can't put anything up on there and nothing's been taken down yet so shark shoulders but obviously they're gonna have to like take time and go through everything and like eventually start taking stuff down which usually that's how they operate it's usually like a week after you'll start seeing stuff getting taken down at least in my experience (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like i think combined with that and then the interview of hashino being like yeah, we can't do a female protagonist because obviously these stories are very male centric, and it was like that was gross. Like, um, what bull- I, is that? No, it is, and I posted on Twitter and Instagram um, our our meme cat of like being appalled yeah. by that. So, um, like that was disgusting, and honestly, like I. I it's so frustrating because there was nothing about persona three to me that was like okay it's fine like this can be gender neutral that it wouldn't be the same way for like four or five yeah like Um, what is exactly male-centric about four that you need to have a only male 
protagonist or five for that matter or five for that matter like nothing about it is specifically male the only thing that i can think of is um the fact that in five like you're considered a delinquent and that may be like kind of shysty for like a girl a main character girl but like at the same time why is it shysty um because like girls can also like defend other people and be strong and all that so like meh yeah like i you can easily have that same story like here's a female character who got labeled as delinquent like tons of other japanese stories have that narrative like i don't understand why i mean let's be real hashino is kind of a piece of shit. right he is and i think it's it's literally just like lazy and sexist yeah like that's that's all there is to it i mean he's he's his next project is doing the the fantasy rpg that the p team is doing at atlas so it's almost so at this point though like i hope atlas just takes him off persona games i know they won't but i would be so happy if they got someone new in there and like kind of got rid of like the problems that is currently playing those games like you know what he said in that interview the really bad homophobia that is in five. Oh, it's bad it's it's, it's very bad it's really really gross like i've seen a lot of people posting pictures of it online like thinking it's funny as a joke and i'm like guys really like we should be beyond this. We really should be beyond this. Like, it's not funny. It's not cute. Like, nothing about this is good. It's 2017. Like, we should... Everyone should know better. Like, come on. Like, it's not It's not even, even a thing of like, oh, it's a Japanese company, so of course they're going to be kind of behind the times. Like, other Japanese companies are kind of on the bandwagon of saying like, hey, this is bad. We shouldn't be doing this. Right. But like, I mean, you, you can look at Persona 4 where it had problems with the same thing. Like, maybe not to the same extent that 5 does, but there were problems with homophobia in Persona 4. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, when Yosuke looks like a saint in comparison, yeah. uh, it's it's kind of bad. <laughs> and I mean, like, I know numerous people have brought it up constantly, and it's it's almost... It's a, it's a tired point at this point, in, in a way, because it is kind of a hot take, but, like, when you have, within the same series of games, a character who has been openly gay in one of the, in Persona 2 and you haven't returned to that point at all in 3 4 or 5 especially in 5 when there is blatant queer bait queer baiting excuse me in yeah. this game like there there's that and there's just so many uncomfortable jokes and I'm always like Ugh. I I was really grossed out by a lot of a lot of the the treatment of anybody that was either implied to be gay or like the jokes about people being gay, like just no, like I understand that like teenage boys do that. I, I get that. But like some of these people that are doing it are straight up adults and like you should be better than that. Do better. I, I, I just hope they, they, I know they're not going to, I just hope someone new gets the reign of persona six or something. And, you know, kind of stomps out all these problems. I, I know, unfortunately, it's probably not going to happen. And Hashino is going to be the, the new Nomura for us. So that's that's the, the terrifying thing. It's like, man, Hashino's kind of become like the de facto number two of like, I don't really like you. And I think you're probably one of my most disliked game directors now. Don't become the villain. Don't become the villain. 
<sighs> well, <laughs> that's our mini rants around the the stories around Persona Five that don't necessarily directly involve it. Well, we guess kind of <laughs> that last one did, but <sighs> the shame. Uh, yeah. Let's talk, I guess, briefly some general thoughts. I know we can't really get too specific with general thoughts because, I mean, it, we it's a long game. And you kind of yeah. have to get into specifics to talk about certain stuff. We talked about this. I know you and I did. I put on Twitter, which it may be harsh in retrospect. I, I will say that. That Persona 5 is the Metal Gear Solid 5 of Persona games for me. Which that is harsh. Like I think Metal Gear Solid 5 is easily the best game playing game of that entire series. Maybe one of the best playing action games ever. But the story is completely garbage and when you go to the Metal Gear franchise you go for you know bonkers stories and that game does not deliver that and really most of the instances that the game has the brief amount of story in it I don't think necessarily Persona 5 has like a terrible story per se like I think I've softened my stance from yesterday when we talked about this yeah you were very adamant yesterday but a lot of it I, I don't know like there's just parts of it it just didn't do anything for me Compared to, like, 3 and 4. So, like, I guess for me, like, this is probably my least favorite Persona game out of all the ones I've played. Yeah, no, I, I can't agree with you on that one for me. It's really not, like, I, I, I very much disagree with you on that. <laughs> I mean, I like 1 more than you do, obviously, so I think, like, that's probably one of the things. Like, I think 1, I think one has a really good story. I think it's more tightly constructed than what 5 has. I think that's a kind of like one of the the big points for me. But that's, I mean, that's not to say that this is a bad game. It's not. It's still a really good game. But and I talked about this with my with one of my friends, Chris, and it is kind of unfair to try and compare this game to Persona Four, which I think is w- literally like one of the best games ever made, bar none. And it, there's it's it's kind of unfair to try and hold it to that to that echelon to that bar. But at the same time, like, if I think that's unfair, like, what the f*** is the point of criticism then? Right. I mean, I, I, I think 3 is the best of the Persona games still. But um, honestly, after finishing 5, I put 5 over 4. Ooh, ooh. I, I cannot agree with that at all. I know you can't because, um, like, it's one of your favorite games. But, um, like, if I'm, if I'm honestly ranking them, I would definitely put 5 over 4 for me. Like I, th- uh, I think this game does does good things on innovating the gameplay, where like you know battle system is a little bit different, and they made some smart changes there. There's a lot more stuff to do, but at times it's overwhelming. That there's way too much stuff to do, and especially when the game locks you out certain days, which I <laughs> I've seen arguments like, oh well, they do that. I mean, that's just the way the game is designed. It's like, well, no, I shouldn't be able to just like go to sleep just after a day where we just talked. Like that's stupid, especially when you have. All of these options to do things. Yeah, like, there are a ton of options of things to do. Um, and I know we discussed it, that it sometimes gets overwhelming in the sense that, like, there's a lot to do. Like, there's almost too much to do. Yeah. Um, because, like, I didn't even find the fact that I could go batting until, like, what, three months before the game ended? Two months before the right. game ended? And I was like, oh, hey, I can do this. Um, I didn't know that there was a bookshelf in the cafe that I could use to read. Uh, I had no idea about that. Uh, I don't think I trained once because 
I had to do other stuff. I mean, there was just a lot to do. Um, but I, I also kind of like that in the sense in that, um, I mean, it's overwhelming, but also, like, it's good when you're trying to raise stats and you're not doing the same exact thing over and over and over and over and over. Like, There's definitely a lot more variety. Yeah. So that was helpful, and I, I like the fact that, like, you can go to the movies and, like, you hear clips of the movie or you're watching a TV show and, like, you hear clips of the TV show and everything. So, like, there there was a sense of variety even if you're doing some of the same actions. Right. So that was nice to me. And, like, I, I think I I like a lot of the characters in this game as well. Like, I think the the outer social links, basically, like, all those characters, I think those are very well-written characters. And I think they mm-hmm. might be the best set of, like, outside of your initial, like, persona group. Like, that might be the best set of characters that they've done that aren't just, like, you know, oh, these are your groups. So you, know, you basically know a lot about them. Like, I think all of, like, their arcs are, or at least the ones I've seen are really well done in ways yeah. I wasn't expecting. And I think that's part of why I like this one better than 4, is because I feel like the characters overall, um, whether it's the actual team members or the outside people, I feel like they're a much better written set of people. Um, I felt like they were a lot more like realistic and um, a lot more, I was more like engaged with their stories and more engaged with their growth and... Um, that may be why I, I maxed so many of them, but right. I was I was really intrigued by by where a lot of their their arcs were going to go, and um, I feel like that's really important for this kind of game is to have such strong characters. And um, I mean, there was only one that I was even like, eh, I I don't really care as much. But um, if there's one out of like a huge huge group, that's really really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. I <laughs> It does kind of sound like I'm just like, yeah, I like all these things, but I don't like this game. It's just, there's something about the story that just doesn't do anything for me. Make I don't know, I, we kind of talked about this, about this yesterday, but it's like you know, a lot of the core things about the story is like adults are bad. And I'm like, well, it's like obviously we're, I mean, you and I are both adults, so it's like, well, yeah, obviously that happens. That's society in a gen- in general. And it's like, oh, I mean, these are teenagers, so, like, they're obviously going to be, like, you know, more resilient to that and rebellious against that. But also, it's like, yeah, angst and all that sort of stuff. It's just like, I don't know, like, I saw that and I was just like, okay, yeah, I get it, but I've seen so many other things that have that same exact storyline, so I don't know. Um, but again, I I mentioned this to you yesterday, like... One of the things that they do really well is, again, through, like, the confidences um, show you that, like, not everybody is like that. You can trust some people. Like, yeah, true. There true. are good people out there. So um, I feel like it's, at some points, it is a little heavy-handed, but at the same time, um, I, I really, really thought that, like, the whole idea of, like, society and corruption and like apathy and I I really liked those themes I thought it was fascinating that this game decided to go more of a like it was a larger story than just like oh hey here's my core group and there are problems in this town like it it was a a 
way bigger issue that they were having to deal with. And, um, you know, you're also having to deal with, um, like, popularity and um, the, I'm trying to think of the right way to word this, um, how, how society and people can really turn on you very, very quickly because of, like, literally nothing. True. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I feel like is really relevant um, at the moment. And I, I know that we also talked yesterday that you were saying that maybe it just hit too close to home on, like, yeah, yeah. What, what like, the political situation is like right now. But um, I kind of feel like it, it, it worked better for me in that sense and that um like i'm living a reality where there's so much like corruption and so much nepotism and um you know you feel kind of helpless so it's kind of nice to to play a game that was like okay well i'm not helpless i can i can fix it i can work with it and even when things go downhill real quick um like there's still some kind of hope and um so i i really like that because it, it it gave me some kind of like fight, whereas like right now in like reality, I don't feel like I have that. Right. So it 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 was kind of like a proxy for me. It was pretty rad. <laughs> I, I I think you bring up excellent points. Like, I mean, who's to say like this game will grow on me down the line? Like, if I play through it again, maybe I'll think of it differently. But but right now, like. I know my website has a a review scale that's very different than most other ones. I that's not trying to be like gloating or anything. It's like it's just <laughs> it's just hey, is this game recommended or not? And this game would get the recommended tag, but if I was doing like a scoring system like like out of five stars, it would get like a three or a four for me. I I, I was thinking that like if it was out of ten, I'd give it an eight. It it uh, it does bum me out that I like I'm not necessarily like sirening over this game. Let's say, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean you don't necessarily have to love the game. Like yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Like that's you can, not why we're here. Is exactly like... you can have descending opinions, and I think like two other reasons as well that kind of irked me. The writing at spots can be real strange. Like we talked about this when we when we were talking about uh, Mishima. And how at times it's like, you know, he knows who you are, but at other times the writing basically acts like he has no idea who you are. Yeah. And it's very strange. Yeah, there's some some weird inconsistencies and in, in his character specifically. And then I guess at times as well, like, there's a few points, especially around that three-quarter mark, where the game just halts in terms of, like, pacing and progression. And it's just like you're doing literally nothing. And it... it, it I I like and I dislike that this game really doesn't have any time skips until the very 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 end. But like those moments at like at that three quarter mark, I was like, man, I could really go for a time skip right now because there's literally nothing going on. Oh, I liked it. I got a lot done. I you can get a lot done, but it's just like, man, I maybe not. Like I wish like it would just skip time. Just like I just wish something would happen. Especially when there's a point in, in the game, which we'll get into when we talk about spoilers, where the character's like, yeah, this was very pointless. <laughs> and it's like, 
why would you even go as far to say that? That just confirms what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, there was one scene that was super pointless and it was annoying and that frustrated me. But um, there, there was later parts in the game where, like, there was nothing going on and I still liked it because, um, like, my favorite parts of Persona games is, like, the social elements of it. And I really like building up, like, social links and I really like building up, um, like, stats. Those are fun for me. Um, so there, there's a point in the game where, like, nothing's going on, but I'm like... I'm getting so many stats. <laughs> I'm getting so many stats. And I maxed them. It was great. Um, and I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I liked it. I really did. Um, I think if I had, well, I have a few complaints. Um, which, By no means a perfect game. It's not. It's not. Like I said, I would give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I got frustrated because I had to go to bed so often. I mean, literally, that makes us on the lower end of scoring this game compared to everyone else. Yeah, I, I mean, it does. Um, which is crazy because, I mean, like, Persona 3 is, like, one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I mean, you could lit- go back and listen to our Persona retrospective, both those episodes. You got you would know how much we adore this series. It's, it's great. Um, but, man... I don't want to go to bed, Morgana. I don't want to. I just talked with my friends for five minutes. I don't need to go to bed. <laughs> well, and, um, like, ah, ah, stupid. There were a few days I was just like, there's no reason for me to have to go to bed. I don't want yeah. to go to bed. There was a lot of wasted time. And, um, uh, it's frustrating because, like, I missed out on a few social links being maxed because I didn't have enough time on them. But, um, I think there was a few times as well where, like, I was so accustomed to, like, oh, well, obviously I have to go to bed. I would go to bed, and it would give me, like, oh, you had a dream about this. I was like, did I just literally waste the time that I could have done something because I thought (laughs) the game was going to make me go to bed? I was like, God. Oh, man. Literally every single time that I would would go back to my room, I'd try to go downstairs to see if she's going to make me go to bed. Every time. It was was either that or check the map. And if the map was just, like, the area and didn't have, like, anything else, like, oh, I just got to go to bed, I guess. Oh, I didn't do that. That's, that's smart. That's the the other way to do it. But yeah, either way, it's just like. <sighs> um, I also feel that overall, like there are some really, really strong points in terms of the soundtrack. The but soundtrack is phenomenal. Really? I was going to say overall, I didn't like it as much as three and four. Wow. I think the soundtrack is on par with maybe three and four. Maybe the ending song withstanding. But I think like the soundtrack is really good uh like i like the opening song and i like the fight songs like all the battle songs are great um but some of the like like in the middle like nothing's happening songs i didn't feel like were nearly as iconic or good maybe that's the thing where i've i've played through this game twice now Mm -hmm. so i guess i've become more accustomed to them so i'm like more familiar with them maybe that's the reason but I don't, even when I played the Japanese version, I was like, this soundtrack's really, really good. I mean, Life Will Change is just, like, amazingly good. Like, it knocks it out of the park how good that song is. And I got hyped whenever it came on, uh, especially the lyrical version. Like, the regular version is fine, but when it when it popped in those lyrics, I was like, yeah, let's go. It's, it's a very good song to get you pumped, especially because, like, that song plays when, like, oh, you're about to do something real, real, real important. Yeah, so it's like, yep. it's a very good song to get you pumped. Oh, I love it. I love it. Like, it knocked out of the park. And, um, 
I like I said, I really like all the battle songs, like all the regular fight songs, the the boss fight songs. They're all really really good, but some of the just like everyday stuff, I was like, ah, okay. So I felt like that was kind of weak. Obviously, style has been talked about to death. It's very stylistic. Oh, it's super stylish. Although, as somebody who has crappy vision, Uh-oh. like super crappy vision, I don't understand why main character's glasses just appear and disappear. Yeah, that was like, real strange. <laughs> like at one point in the game, they're like, you don't need your glasses. I'm like, no, he can't see. He wears them for a <laughs> yeah. reason. <laughs> don't make him blind. But I mean, I guess he doesn't have his, his glasses in palaces. No, but I thought maybe like the mask did something. Um, but like when Futaba raises her like goggles up, she's wearing her glasses underneath. Oh, uh, okay, that's true. Maybe he's uh, literally just wearing them for the aesthetic. Aesthetics, like, uh, like oh man, it's like so many pictures of BAP where they run around with glasses <laughs> on. Like, I think the only one who actually needs glasses in that group is Jong Up, and he never wears them. He's a betrayer, obviously. He would not wear the glasses. But, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like they should have kept his glasses on. It was kind of upsetting. Yeah. Um, Because to me, it's kind of, um, it's kind of annoying in that you have a main character who, like, wears glasses. And I I was thinking, like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, we have a main character who's going to wear the glasses. And, And, you know, I understood he didn't wear them in the palace because, like, I thought it was, like, a thing with a mask. But, um, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of annoying that we can't have a main character that's just like, hey, he has this impairment, but he can still kick ass. Yeah. Um, no, instead we're just gonna, like, make him go without his glasses every once in a while and, like, question whether or not he's blind this entire dang time. I mean, you could kind of put that down to more inconsistent writing. You could, um, but also I think it's just, like... It, it's also just kind of lazy. It is, um, but I think that there's kind of, like, the whole, like, trope of, like, glasses are kind of, like, quiet and nerdy and whatever, and, like, not having your glasses on makes you, like, more confident and that kind of thing, which is annoying. I hate that trope. That's because, real like, dumb. Yeah, but you know it's true. Yeah. You know that's a trope. Um, and, like, as somebody who wears glasses and will probably kick your ass if you deserve it um wearing them the whole time mind you uh i mean let main character wear his glasses let him see he probably will do better hashtag let him see let him see i guess like last thing like graphically it it fits the style it's going for it doesn't look nearly as good especially if you're on play, playing on ps4 but that's just because you know they ported it up from the ps3 version so, like, a lot of the textures are kind of blurry in a way that, like, they probably shouldn't be for a PS4 game, but just how long that game was in development, that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, like, honestly, I didn't even notice it. Um, everything, to me, looked really, really great. Uh, the character models were great. Um, everything kind of moved naturally, which was good. I didn't have any, like, weird issues with hair clipping or whatever. <laughs> no. Um, I did comment, uh, although... Your main character can text in class and um, <laughs> and on whatever you want to call her uh, sits in front of you. And like whenever she's texting, it looks like she's scratching her butt, which is really weird. Um, oh, that's another thing that I wanted to mention that 
I just remembered. A lot of the names are really inconsistently yeah. voice acted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like some people call Anne Anne, and some people call her On, and I'm like, ooh. And then the last names spe- or specifically are like the one part where it's like, do you guys know how to say these last names in a consistent manner? Uh, a plus to Matt Mercer, which you know, A plus to Matt Mercer every day because he's wonderful. Yeah. Um, thank you for being a great human being, Matt Mercer. I love you. <laughs> um. But he said all the names right, so I was really proud of him. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, Takamaki was like Takamaki. It's like, that doesn't sound right. Or Sakamoto becomes Sakamoto. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a little weird that like one character would introduce themselves and then like somebody would say it different. And you're like, um. It's apparently that's- what Atlas told him to do, so. It's, uh, no, I mean, it just it doesn't make any sense that they'd be like, okay, that's fine. You could just say this name completely differently. Yeah. Like, um, that's like me introducing myself and saying, like, my name is Ann Ladium. And then the person immediately saying back, all right, Ann Ladium. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's literally not what I just told you my name was, but okay. Like, that's, that's how it read to me in certain points because yeah. they would introduce themselves and then someone would say their name different. I'm like, uh, um, uh, ugh. And some of the localization at times was real awkward. Like there were times I felt like they were going for more direct translations, which is not necessarily what you want to do with localization. Cause if you directly translate Japanese, it's just very direct. Obviously. Yeah. And it just doesn't read like, cause like when you, when you first come and introduce yourself to Shoujiro, he's like, it's like, are you insert character name here? And like the first option is please take care of me. And it's like, no one in their right mind would say that initially when responding to are you said person right but he also has some really weird choices like and i mean it's a trend with persona that sometimes you have really strange choices so i i, I didn't read it as a weird translation or more just like there are joke answers I, uh, I, I feel like it, i saw that like happen like a few too many times where like it could have been a joke oh okay. but maybe that was just me like i don't know it, it just reminded me of the whole, like, you know, when the last Fire Emblem games came out and everyone got up in ants about how the game wasn't directly translated specifically from Japanese. Like, well, no, that's not what localization does. Localization yeah. changes and changes it up in bits and makes it more understandable for English-speaking audiences because that's what you do. But also there were six people on the team. Right, which is absolutely insane. No wonder this game got delayed. For real, I was like, holy crap, when you told me that, I was so shocked that there were only six people working on a game of this size with, like, this text heavy. <laughs> like, what are you doing, Atlas USA? Like, I understand why that game got delayed now, but that's that's inexcusable. Yeah, it, it's really ridiculous. Um, I mean, they should have had at least double that. Yeah, especially because, what, the, I think they came out and said at some point, like, this game was, like, what, twice or three times the script size of four? per se something like that i thought i remember seeing that but like yeah that's 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 asking for trouble (laughs) yeah i mean it it totally makes sense why it got delayed now um hire more people atlas yeah no um there was something else that i feel like i needed to mention oh um also before we get into spoilers i wanted to talk about the um return of like demon negotiation Mm-hmm. Um, cause holy cow, I had a hard time with that. <laughs> um, it, I know a lot of people are glad that it was back because, um, 
you know, it was kind of a big staple for a while. Uh, even with like a, a thing like on the, like the explanation, I don't know exactly the way to word this. There's an explanation of like, if the persona is this, 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 and this, then you answer with this kind of question or this kind of answer. And I was like, <laughs> like I had an impossible time. It was, it was mostly luck and it was really annoying, but, um, it was also kind of like Pokemon completionist type thing for me. I was like, yes, I want you come be my friend. <laughs> it, it, uh, it really felt like a dumbed down version of how it was in one and two. Cause like, cause in one and two, like you have like that little graph chart bar thing, which would tell you like, Oh, the, the demon is happy. It's sad. It's angry. It's excited. And that's how you would know, like, okay, well, I need to get more green so I can have them join me and all that stuff. Like, which they mm-hmm. they kind of do with this, but it's like, oh, happy, sad, anger, and you don't have that chart or anything. And the way they had answers in those earlier games was like you'd have four options, I think, and each one would correspond to like one of those emotions. Like they wouldn't be necessarily explicit, be like, oh, well, this one's this, and obviously and all that stuff. So. I would agree, like, it it didn't, I don't know. I was kind well, of okay with it coming back, but I don't know if they necessarily executed it on the way that they should have. Well, it had, like, in the top left before you did anything, it would tell you what they were. And so I would try to go off of that and, like, do the talk thing. And so the issue is that, like, if they're, like, in this one mood, then you have to give them funny answers. And I'm like, well, I don't know which one's funny, like, you have to give them serious answers like which one's serious like one of the questions is like what kind of food do you eat and one is like curry protein or vegetables i'm like which one of these is funny yeah like there was a few of them that were just like well two of these answers are pretty much the same like what am i supposed to do here so yeah it, it was a lot of luck but um which, which you were like, how did you do the Japanese version? I was like, you know, I just hit the first option each time. Hopefully I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a good question. I'm like, how the heck did you pull that off? But, um, I mean, it, it was it was cool that they brought it back, but um, it wasn't perfect. And it may just be because I'm bad at reading emotions in general, like even on real people. <laughs> um, so, obviously, reading emotions on um, fictional demons, I'm not very good at either. Not the easiest thing in the world. Whoops. Um, but the the personas actually, um, you know, there there are a lot of like redesigns on them, and there's also some new ones, and they all looked really nice. I was yeah. pretty impressed. Uh, I, I remember seeing somewhere like someone said like they'll it wouldn't surprise them if they used a lot of those character models for whatever the SMT game for Switch is going to be because they're, uh, they're already like high def and all that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Also, I saw uh, Kaneko as listed in the credits, and I was like, huh, that's that's still surprising that he still gets credit for, like, <laughs> demon design and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he did, so. Yeah, true. So, I mean, a lot of people have touted this game as like, oh, this is the return of Japanese RPGs. This is, this is the one to play if you've never played one before. This is the best RPG in years. I would disagree on all three of those points. Especially for people who are like, oh, I've never played a Persona game. Is this the one I should play? 
No. No. They made that game last year. It's called Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I think Tokyo- I think I think TMS is a very good like beginner RPG. Okay, I'll give you that in terms of mechanics. Yes, um, it is a very good beginner RPG. In terms of story, um, I feel like it would be kind of difficult for somebody who's not into JRPGs to get into yeah, because it's yeah. super super Japanese like <laughs> J-pop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's not as accessible story-wise. Battle-wise, yes, it's 100% more accessible. Um, but even then, like, I wouldn't consider this one like a, a, a really good like intro of JRPG either. Because um, for one, it's, it's, it's somewhat heavy in some of the themes and the story. And um, like, I legitimately got upset at certain points because like, of things that were going on. It's very uh, long, too. Like this is it, this game yeah. is like what I would say maybe double how long it took me to be like three and four. Um, I'm not a good judge on that because I have just like disgusting amounts of time onto those. So I, I can't I can't well, tell I, you. I, I know I've I've definitely beaten three in forty hours before. Oh okay, well that's okay. <laughs> that's my basis of that. Like I. This one just felt like extremely longer than like to t- to beat than any of the other two. So like that might be an issue. And 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 like I don't know. Like if I'd say like, hey, you've never played a Persona game, like go play three or four, maybe four, because I think that's I the most accessible out of all of them. Four is the most accessible yeah. out of all of them. Um, because three is again kind of like people people who are in an in JP- <laughs> JRPGs may be a little turned off by the whole like shooting yourself in the head type thing and the different versions having you know weird things with the battle system right um that that definitely makes it inaccessible is the unless you're playing like p3p um then it, right. it's a little eh, but um and with p4 obviously like they fixed all those problems and the story is a lot more lighthearted. yeah it's more like scooby-doo-ish i mean there is actual murder lots of actual murder but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, but I don't know that Persona 5 would be, I don't, I don't think that if somebody came out to me and was like, Hey, I've never played a JRPG before. I really want to get to get into it. What would you recommend? I don't think Persona 5 would be the top of the list. While I personally like the game, I've also been playing JRPGs like literally my entire life. Right. Um, so I, I don't think I could honestly recommend that to somebody who hasn't played them before like eh, nah. and i i don't think it's the best one that's been out in years i think that's a lot of hyperbole going around like we i've posed this question to you before i'm on a previous podcast when i was questioning hey maybe tokyo mirage sessions is better than persona 5 i vehemently agree that tokyo mirage sessions is a better game than persona 5 <sighs> okay um so I think that both games have really strong points and some have points over the other one. Like if you're asking on soundtrack in general, I'd give it to Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Um, I think you have to give gameplay to Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Like I think the battle system is a lot more fun in Tokyo Mirage Sessions. 100% agree with you. Um, battle system would go to Tokyo Mirage Sessions too because um, for one, it felt more intuitive with the whole like switching out system. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't tied to a social link, which was nice. And um, being able to combos and all that sort of stuff. 
it, it was fun like the the sessions and all i i really really like that um i think story would go to p5 though and um i think overall anyway. in terms of characters it would go to p5 um even though like subasa is bay <laughs> i don't know i think i I think I might slightly, very, very slightly give you, because I, I do like a lot of the characters in P5. I think I would very slightly give the Edge of Tokyo Mirage sessions there. Because I think a lot of the, I mean, there's obviously less characters, so, like, that has an advantage in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of them are more tightly written. And that kind of helps. But, like, obviously, like, I like all a, a good, very good majority of the characters in P five, and I think a lot of them are very well written as well. So like, it would be like the slightest of edges. Like that's like yeah. the most neck and neck contest for me. And then obviously, I think story we would disagree with. I think Tokyo Mirage Sessions probably be the better story. Um. Yeah, but I'm thinking like back on characters though. Like Tokyo Mirage Sessions had Barry, which is awful, and Tokyo Mirage Sessions had um, a guy that I literally called like <laughs> the, the entire game but it worked i mean we'll get into it in spoilers later it, i think comparative characters that have that start off as jerks and try to have a redemption arc dms does a better job at that and also ryuji kind of does some crappy things in persona 5 like hey yes. let me compare chest measurements between girls because that's a cool thing to do um, so that was gross, and I literally texted you about it. It was like, this is disgusting, because, like, in general, and I'm just going to make this statement right now, um, don't comment on things that humans can't change about themselves. Like, if you're going to comment about somebody's body, you're a shitty person, and you should stop. Like, people can't change unless they spend a lot of money on certain parts of their bodies, and it's gross, and it's objectifying, and this is regarding, like, men and women, or anything else, anybody in between, um, non-binary, whatever, um, don't say things about people's bodies, in general, stop, it's gross, it's not funny, it's not cute, it's not sexy, like, I get, again, that these are a bunch of teenagers, but, like, don't encourage it. It's like you have, being written by an adult, so that's the thing. Right. That's what I'm saying is don't encourage it. Like, yeah. you have a choice in how you write these people. And, like, if you want them to be generally unlikable, then, like, sure, okay. Make them say things about people's bodies. Like, there is a character in there who specifically does that kind of stuff, and it's gross, and you're supposed to dislike him. But, like, if you're going to put somebody on my team who says stuff like that, like, no. Not okay. Like, there are moments that... um he he has a lot of like Ryuji has a lot of good moments, but that was a very bad one. I was I was livid because again, I think it's like the lowest common denominator to comment on people's bodies, and I think it's disgusting, and I hate it, and like I immediately will hate you if you do that. So right, keep in mind. But Don't be a bad person. But Ryuji also doesn't like obsess over like a little girl so that's that's a good point on his <laughs> right 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 Barry also is like lusting over a girl who's yeah. like 12 years old and it's disgusting that's so bad um so so maybe that one could go either way <laughs> maybe there's not really a true advantage in that one <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm saying um 
you know, I think that like certain categories for each game would get points. So I, I, I can't. It's very subjective. <laughs> I can't explicitly say that I like this game better than this game and those two games because I really like certain points of each one. Like, um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was your game of the year last year, wasn't it? Uh, or, or right uh, up there with it. Uh, yeah, it was. Because, like, I mean, I'm saying this, like, I think that game is phenomenal. It's a, a very underrated game. A lot of people slept on it because it's on the Wii U, which... Well, and because they're like, oh, it's not a real Fire Emblem, yeah. or, you know, oh, I don't like the K-pop. And it's like, I don't like you. Shut up. And, like, I've mentioned this before, and I think it was in my post, but, um... If you're going to say that you don't like J-pop um, and like you, you fuss about it, but then you're like creaming your pants over simple and clean, like you <laughs> can literally <laughs> go <laughs> yourself <laughs> because everything in Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a hundred times better and it's such, yes, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was my game of the year. Um I literally still listen to that soundtrack because it's so dang good. It is. It's good J-pop. It's really good J-pop. Also, I'm real glad I brought that up just so you could dunk on Simple and Clean. <laughs> I hate Simple and Clean so, so good. much. Hate it. Hate oh. it. <laughs> that has made me real happy. I mean, for me, like that game was number four on my list, but like I, I think I can make an argument for like the top five games that I put in my game of the year list as being number one. So there's that. But like, yeah, I think that game's phenomenal. Like I said, maybe Persona 5 will eventually grow on me, but like right now in this very moment on this day, the 13th of April in the year of our Lord, 2017. I think Tokyo Sessions. No, I just like to say that because <laughs> it's real dumb. I think Tokyo Mario Sessions is the better game, but like, I mean, obviously it's subjective. Let's be real, but you know that's a that's another argument for another time. Well, and also I guess we should mention, which is kind of funny that we're mentioning this like an hour into it or something. I don't know how long we've been on here. Fifty-one uh, minutes. We haven't gotten spoilers yet. Nice. <laughs> this um, is going to be a seven-hour podcast. I told you it's not going to be seven hours because <laughs> Morgana's going to tell me to go to sleep. Um, we just finished this. Like you finished it two days ago, and I finished it like. Three hours ago? If that, maybe like two hours ago. Okay, so it we are really fresh off this. Like, really fresh off this. So, worth mentioning. It's basically how we did the Breath of the Wild podcast, where, like, you had... I beat it a little bit before you, you wrapped it up, and then we just... We went into talking about it. Yeah, um... Which, whoops, sorry guys, I was behind on playing. <laughs> Thanks, BAP. Uh, you know what, BAP was worth it, and also... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, glad this is the second time we can mention them in this podcast. <laughs> uh, everybody should love BAP. Don't sleep on BAP. Don't sleep on BAP. Don't sleep on Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Don't, don't sleep on Hifumi for Best Girl in Persona 5. What? Yeah, I went there. Wake me up. Um... <laughs> All right, we're going to argue on waifu wars here. <laughs> oh, don't say waifu. Come on. You're better. I know. Better. It's it's disgusting. Um, no, I'm actually really mad that those are going on uh, again. Because every time Persona gets released, it happens. And I'm like, guys, 
guys, can we not make it into a competition about girls? Can we not do this? Can we not objectify women like this? But no, it happens every single time. Literally every time, people are always arguing over like, no, you have crap taste in women because you picked this character. I'm like, Rosif. Rosif <laughs> Stalin. Um... <laughs> Maybe, just maybe, let's let's consider this for a moment. People have different tastes. I thought you were going to say maybe they're all best girls. <laughs> they are all best girls. Uh, there's no wrong choice here. We'll put it that way. There's no wrong choice. Actually, no, there is wrong choices. It's gross to date the adult women. Don't do that. Um, Even though people will argue that it's A-OK. That, it's oh, not. If, if adults are playing this game, maybe they want to date adults as well because they don't want to date a teenager even though you're playing as a teenager. It's like Right, that's the up. thing is that your main character is like 16 or 17 years old. So like, no, it's gross. Don't do it. Um, those are not best girls. All the girls that are his age, yes, best girls. You can't go wrong. Um, but also like people have different tastes. <gasps> what? shocked um and romantic partners so not everybody's gonna want to date the same girl and so like saying somebody has crap dates because they want to date like so and so like literally you should just go insert yourself into a trash can immediately because you suck the brief side note that reminds me i was uh streaming the japanese version like a little bit after it came out like a month or so this is after i beat the game and someone in my chat was like, so which one is, which one is going to be your wife, dude? And I was like, uh, go away. Did you immediately block them? No, because I'm too nice of a person for that. So I just, I literally never addressed that word when they, when I talked to them. Yeah. It, I usually only say it like in ironic situations when I'm like making fun of the situation. Right. Um, cause it's a gross word. Um, and it's also just like don't don't do this guys don't do this um like people did the same thing with three and four like all girls are best girls um and people have different tastes and who they want to date leave them alone um just don't date the adult woman period the end i've said my piece we should probably talk about spoilers then all right let's talk about an hour in whoops whoops all well, right. it'll give people who haven't played it something fun to listen to. I legitimately thought we were not going to have like that much general talk, talk uh, thoughts to talk about. I thought I was like, oh, we're going to talk like maybe ten minutes about general stuff, and the rest is going to be spoilers. I was wrong. Yeah, well, um, you forget that your co-host is um, <laughs> a, a chatterbox when it comes to certain things. Uh, I can't write a whole lot in terms of like if I'm going to write a paper. There's no way it's going to meet a page length, but by God, I can talk why we got this here podcast so we can get all those those words out <laughs> word vomit onto everyone uh it's better than real vomit but um you would know i would i would uh but no it's nice it's nice to like verbalize my thoughts about games and, and i really enjoy that yeah and i hope people like listening to us talk about games because that would be great <laughs> so all right here is your major spoiler warning. We we are going to talk about spoilers after this. That includes in-game spoilers, twist spoilers, spoiler spoilers, spoilers Social. on cars, spoilers on... I don't know. I forgot what else has a spoiler. Anyways. This is your, your spoiler alert. So literally, after this very point, 
I can't say the time because obviously it'll be changed due to editing. Spoilers are going to start right now. I'm going to give a five-second pause so you can turn it off. Spoilers are starting right now. Hello, this is Spoiler Talk. <laughs> All right, so um, you beat the game, and then you headshot a god on Christmas Eve. Uh, Literally, it was so cool. <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. Oh, my God, it was so cool that, I mean... You, you see the sunset, and you're like, oh, that looks rad, and then it zooms out, and you're like, oh, I'm looking at the sun th sunset through his freaking head. This is so cool. And, like, you didn't even mention that the fact that you headshot him on Christmas Eve by a, like, giant, like, monster. Your, your own giant persona, because the god you're facing is... Huge. Based off of the Holy Grail, that's one of his forms, and yep. then goes... Big old boy, and then you're like, oh man, you beat him up, and then obviously your favorite trope of, oh no, we beat this guy up, but now we have no energy, help. And We're going to lose. And then you bring out your own big boy, who who is a form of arson, I guess. Yeah, yeah. arson. Um, he he becomes like this big mech, like of a, he kind of looks like Voltron Transformer style. <laughs> I... I I, the one bad or the one thing I really wanted out of that was like a fight. Yeah, like you just like fight. you just like this both of them just like punching each other, like it's a a kaiju movie or like a giant mech movie, and it's like and you're all just on the ground like mimicking what your persona is doing, so you're just like shadow boxing. <laughs> That's one thing that I was thinking. Um, like he he pantomimes like shooting and everything and i'm like where does his bullet go does he just like hit the thing in the chest like where where does the real bullet go <laughs> shoots him to the junk yeah i mean cuz futaba's like he's this, or is that futaba that says he's the size of a building someone says he's the size of a building and i'm like his bullet's not really going to go anywhere but like good on you child you tried <laughs> is it yeah it's very ridiculous it was such a cool way to end that fight though like it was very satisfying because I, I was kind of pissy at that that boss um, to just see him get obliterated in the head and like yeah okay I'm good with this. It, it was definitely like a cool way of doing the whole. Here's your your unknown skill that you didn't know you had until right now, and now you're going to use it to defeat this final boss thing. Thanks to your it? social life. Yeah, that's been in three through five now. Yeah. I'm trying to find the name of of big old boy persona, but I don't. He said it, but I didn't understand him. Yeah, that's the one thing. Um, but that's the thing, is that I don't understand, like, half the things that um, are persona names, so... Uh -huh. It is... Sad... Satanol. Satanol. S-A-T-A-N-A-E-L. What is he based off of? Does it, does it say? Uh, let's see. This is a uh, this is from the Megami Tensei wiki, so take that into consideration. History in the second book of Enoch, Satanel is mentioned as a leader of the fallen angels that rebelled against YHVH <laughs> by refusing to bow to the human Enoch, leading to his imprisonment. Due to his name and role, he is he is considered an interpretation of Lucifer. So of course. Okay, so that literally makes sense in terms of the story because he's like the fallen one fighting like the people's will and all that. It, yeah, okay, that's they, that's they say it. something like that. I think at the end as well, there's a line like that. 
Yeah, and um, the fact that you had to fight the four archangels like before and everything, mm-hmm. which those fights. Um, the, the, this says here his ultimate attack that finishes Yaldabaoth. Yeah, that's a name. Off yep. in one blow is the sinful shell, an attack that combines the power of the sedly, seven deadly sins into one in order to kill a god. <laughs> Which, you know, they did uh, go with some of the, like, seven deadly sin, um, like, concepts throughout the game, which is kind of cool. I like that. Um, even though, like, I don't know crap about religion, yeah. so. You can, I guess, uh, fuse this dude, which I'd probably assume that you'd have to beat the game first to get him. Uh, what? Yeah, he's level 95. I want to fight with him. I want to. I want to fight with him. He has May Aegion, which is heavy curse to all foes. Megadolian, survival trick, which is survive one instant death with one HP remaining. Riot gun, severe gun damage to all foes. Cosmic flare, severe nuclear damage to all foes. Heat riser, buffs attack, defense, and agility for one ally for three turns. Unshaken will, immunity against all mental ailments. Victory cry, full recovery H, full recover, fully recover HP and SP after victory. he's perfect so that's pretty cool um yeah i ended up beating the game with dionysus because i was like i need invigorate uh and i ended with uh my boy black frost he ho he ho he ho um <laughs> it says his role in summoning Persona 5 is based on the series of interpretation of Lucifer, where he is summoned in champion freedom and chaos against the tyranny of Yaldabaoth's order. Alright. Um, so since we started with the end, actually do you want to talk more about the end or do you want to go to the beginning? Uh I guess we could talk about the, the, the second twist, which I think is the better twist out of the two twists. Uh yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Which is which I think they it's it's brilliantly done because it's something you don't expect and it plays against the conventions of the game. Yeah. And especially all of the games. So like you you obviously going into this game everyone kind of knew like they changed the voice actor for Igor. Yep. And that was based off of the Japanese version which a lot of people assumed was like, "Oh, well the original voice actor for Igor died. They're obviously going to have to recast Igor considering this is a new mainline Persona game and he's going to have a lot of voice lines." So, yeah. That makes sense. And they went pair and parity with like the, the English version, so like the voice sounds similar to how it does in the Japanese version, so you're like, okay, that makes excuse me, that makes I, sense. It was interesting because when I booted up and was playing it, I was like, Wow, he sounds really sinister now. Um <laughs> because he never sounded like sinister like he was he was kinda creepy in three and four, but he was never sinister. Like he sounded sinister in five and I was like, Oh well maybe that's just like the the style they're going for this time. Right. And then I got to the twist. I was like, "Well, makes sense why he was sinister now." Yeah. So like you you fi- you find the the Holy Grail at the end of Mementos. Like that's the final boss. And then it's like, "Well, I can't do anything because this heals itself for a butt ton of HP, and you're kind of boned." You y'all disappear, and then you appear back in the Velvet Room, and he's like, "You you suck. You failed. You poop. I'm gonna kill you now. Time for execution." And then uh, Caroline and Justine. Justine, Justine, whatever. It's a weird pronunciation. <laughs> uh, they're supposed to kill you, but then they're like, "Uh, no." And then you fu- they they realize they are they've been split in two, and you guillotine them and Ugh. fuse them back into like their original form, which is adorable. Lavenza, 
And then Igor is revealed to be fake Igor. It's basically like, yo, what's up? You want to make a deal? And you're like, no. He's like, well, peace out. We'll fight later. Well, and he's floating. Yeah, he's floating. And then real Igor comes up. He's like, whoa, 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 hey. (laughs) What's been happening this whole time? Welcome to the Velvet Room. (laughs) (laughs) And like, man, that's a real good twist. Because like, you would never expect like they they would twist like the whole thing of Igor being like, you know, Obviously, Igor's been in every single mainline Persona game, and, like, he's the guiding force behind, like, your actions, helping you gain more power and everything, and you would never expect, like, oh, the real final boss has been Igor the entire time. Yeah, it was intense. Um, I really liked the twist. Uh, I was not expecting it. Um, I I, I figured um, once I got there and he's, like, time for execution, I'm like, you're bad. You should stop. Um, I figured something was up. And obviously, it's a Persona game, so it has to end with like some kind of fight against a god, right? For the I true mean, ending, as you do. But like, and yeah. yeah, I did not see it coming. It was kind well. of, it was kind of a bummer. Like the same voice actor for Igor from three and four wasn't uh, in this, but like the guy they got for this game does it very well. He yeah, he did. the same tone and cadence and all that sort of stuff. Which was it was kind of cool in the Japanese version when like you heard like the actual you know passed away voice actor for Igor saying or replaying his lines because they've been doing that for the three movies as well and I was like oh that's real neat <laughs> they just like I mean they're obviously reusing these lines but it's actually Igor like that's real cool but like yeah I think that twist is very well done yeah I liked it a lot I I, I liked it much better than the first twist yeah um, I kind of saw the first twi- well. I figured it out, and you were being coy with me. And <laughs> then uh, I was like, "I oh, know I was right. I was right the whole time. You suck. You're terrible. I hate you. God." The the best part about knowing that Goro was the traitor is that like you could tell like, I, I every time he came up, I was like, "You are being so disingenuous." Yeah. Like it's so obvious. Like you are a garbage human being. <laughs> yeah, he's he's trash. Like I literally hate Goro. Like. There was nothing redeeming about him. He was terrible. I hate that they tried to give him some form of redemption yeah. at the end of his life, but like, no, that guy can like not only put himself into a trash can, but he can light the trash can on fire with himself inside of it because he is terrible and that's what he deserves. The bad thing about, you know, like, I mean, they kind of set themselves up, unfortunately, because the marketing material really was like they showed Goro at first with like the, um, the reveal DLC stuff, and then eventually they were like, oh, we gotta remove him. And now it was like a red flag, like, why would you do that? That's yeah. Strange. So that kind of, like, was kind of, if you've been paying attention to that, you kind of had an idea of where he was gonna go character-wise. But well... Also, oh, sorry, go ahead. And the fact that, like, they showed the opening movie of it, and he's nowhere in it. True. And I was point. like, I that's, think of that. that's really weird that, like, this character who supposedly joins your side is nowhere in the opening movie. Like, that was a red flag for me. It, I think, like, though, in terms of traitor characters, like, his whole, his whole arc and just character is just very boring. Like, there's um, nothing interesting about, like, his turning. It's just like, oh, my, my dad was a kind of crappy dude. I'm going to get back at him. And, like, the entire time he's, like, flip-flopping back and forth between, like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm a good guy, guys, but I'm going to trash you guys. I'm very obviously making my terms of being a traitor. Well, and I know I texted you about it. Like, 
his backstory and Futaba's are real similar. Um, they're not like exactly lined up, but they're they're pretty similar. And um, Futaba turns out to be a a real legit character. So like, I don't know. It's it's kind of like the whole played out trope of like I have to. I have to do this to impress somebody who abandoned me and da 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 da. But like, also, I think that he was just literally unhinged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like he, he was he. Ooh, ooh, that boy had problems. <laughs> and I think in terms of like, if you compare, if you th- if you compare him to like a Dachi, who like I mean they have kind of a similar arc of like, you know, kind of go crazy with new power and end up becoming a traitor. Like I think a Dachi's character is way more interesting. Well, Adachi was better at hiding his yeah. villainous ways. And, you know, you have that you have that whole thing of, like, you know, he has those inroads into your family in that game, which makes it yeah. even more crazy. Anytime Goro shows up, it's just, like, he's disingenuous to you because he likes, like, he tries to act like you're his buddy and everything. So every time I get, like, an answer to him, I'd be like, I would give, like, the worst answer possible. <laughs> I always gave the, like, go away answer. Yeah. And um, then, like, he just... And then you just show up on TV and be like, oh, these Phantom Feeds are so dangerous. Oh, man, they're real bad, you guys. It's like, well, you're just pretty much forecasting that you're going to do something bad to us. Like, come on. Uh, he, I don't know. Um, I want to give his voice actor a lot of credit because yeah. he knocked out of the park. But um, Shout out to Robbie Draymond. Like, yeah, for real. Like, whoa, buddy, you, you pull off the crazy real well. <laughs> um, but... Like I was saying, Adachi really is a lot better at hiding his his villainy. Um, and Goro was, like, kind of blatant about it. So that was a little annoying. But, um, I don't know. I, I told you, I hated him. I didn't like him at all. And, like, I, I know 100%, which we've already talked about this, per, like, me and you personally. But we haven't talked about it on the podcast yet. I know that this guy's gonna turn out to be another like Komaeda Adachi type thing where like Trust me, he already is. Oh, it's so gross. Like I, I hate when people like lose their shit over characters like this. Like they're not good characters. They're not good people. And yet people will like completely lose their mind over them and like think that they're the best character ever and they did nothing wrong. And I'm like, no, like, they literally tried to kill us multiple times. They weren't good. What is wrong with you? And both but of the, I think both they of, get... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think that uh, it's honestly because they're, like, traditionally attractive characters. Yeah, Komaeda, the real attractive dude. <laughs> no, but, like, girls legitimately think he's very attractive. Um, like, it's a thing. I'll shrug my shoulders at that. Well, you're also not into dudes. I mean, I'm, I'm, hey, I, can, I mean, to to my knowledge, you might be into dudes. I don't know. I'm just saying, I can understand like when a dude's attractive or not. Not that I'm saying I swing that way, but like, Komaeda, really? Do you think Adachi's attractive? I mean, probably personally, no, but I can understand why people might. Okay, do you think Goro's attractive? I can understand why people might. <laughs> Komaeda, okay. though, no clue. Um. I mean, I get it. I can see it. Um, either way, <laughs> being attractive does not excuse <laughs> behavior. 
And I feel like that's a real bad thing that happens in video games is that like people latch on to these like really garbage characters because they're cute and it really annoys me. There may be other reasons, um, but it, it seems to be like this weird like internet fetishizing that I've noticed. Anyway, this is my personal rant. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Goro sucks. <laughs> but I, I think like you bring up a good point of like, you know, those other two characters that you brought up are way more interesting than than Goro is. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking about like Komaeda's arc, he actually had like a really interesting arc. He was still a person and a character. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to edit. Um, fine. <laughs> but like he, he was actually like you were interested to see like where they were going with him. Um, Goro, I, I figured his out. Somewhat early. Yeah, you, um, you were pretty early. Yeah. Um, part of that is Wiki's fault, but part of it was also because he's not subtle. Uh, <laughs> like, he's nope. not subtle at all. And, like, he makes a slip-up really early in the game that I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He wouldn't know that. There's no way he would know that. Which meant I always had to be like, crap, how do I play this off? <laughs> <laughs> uh I was wondering when I texted you that you were being coy. I was like, that means he knows something. That means I'm right. <laughs> well, um, you, you also texted me first. Like, you're like, Goro kills Futaba's mom. And I was like, I literally didn't know that. So I was like, huh. And you were like, what does that mean? Is that is he, is he the traitor? I was like, no, 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 no. I just didn't know that. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, he, he says something at like really early. That I was like, ah. You shysty little dude. You snake. It's why the meme around him is that he's the pancake boy. Because he I, hears I, you talking about pancakes. Or he hears Morgana talking about pancakes. And he's like, oh yeah, you guys were talking about pancakes, huh? Yeah, pancakes. Which is a, it's a real dumb reason to find out that someone's a traitor. Yeah, <laughs> but pancakes. And it's not even real pancakes. Like, if it were actual pancakes, it'd be great. But she was talking about, like, a building, wasn't she? Well, it was like a place that you could go get pancakes. Oh, okay. Because I thought there was a misunderstanding on her part of like what the building actually was. But I, I, um, think, I think that was well, like they do good things around when you go to entrap him. Where it's yeah. like, you know, oh, your memory's going out when like, there's like specific moments like you, your memory gets all fuzzy. And it's like, well, these are the moments where like you're, you're talking to Morgana about like, because the first one happens like right after he basically blackmails you and to have him, him join. Yeah. And it's like everyone leaves except for you and Morgana. Morgana's like, hey, everyone's leaving. And then, like, your memory gets all fuzzy. But then, like, you eventually go and see that back. And, he's, and Morgana's like, so you know that's not the first time he's heard me talk, right? Like, he heard us during uh, the the field, the social studies trip. Like, this guy is going to be no good. And it's like, and like, your first option is like, don't trust him. I was like, click. Yeah. Um,. And I remember I asked you at one point, I was like, oh, wow, my screen's fuzzy. I don't know what that's about. And you're like, ah, Jared, traditional coy stuff when he knows things that I don't know. Um, well, which, I, think, I think the first time you, you said it, I didn't know. I didn't remember what you're talking about. Then I got it. And I was like, oh, OK, I know what you're talking about. You're going to find this out later. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And um I do want to mention that I really liked that most of the game was told like via flashback. Like that was yeah. really really neat. Um, when I when I first saw that in the Japanese version, I was like, "That's an awesome idea." 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really wanted to tell you about it, but I was like, I can't do it. So I had to wait until like now to be like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's so rad. I like it a lot. And um, it's cool because like whenever you unlock like a social link or whatever, then like the calendar goes all fuzzy and like uh, starts rolling to a day and you're like, oh man, this is so cool. Um, so I like that a lot. It was really, really neat. Uh, it was a good good way of like framing the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also was like a, a method of like encouraging you to get through the story because like you want to know what, what the heck happened here. Yeah, definitely. Um, and um and they were like threatening to break my leg in junk. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Those police were not very nice when they're like, hey, we need your name. Let's input yeah. your name. Like they literally told me like, we need your hand to to sign this, but we don't care if you lose a leg. And I was like, it's <laughs> <laughs> very rough. Which um, uh, you went with the the manga name for your guy. I did, I did. Um, because usually whenever I name things in Persona games, I go with Trey McMaster. But I'm kind of turned off by the name McMaster lately because of politics. So I was like, well, I'll I'll go with something different. I usually, I'll go with the canon name once it's like figured out that it's canon. Which usually means like when the anime version comes out. <laughs> so like, I, I know people argue vehemently about, you know, the manga name's canon. It's like, no, history says that it usually doesn't become canon. I Sorry, doesn't. Soji Seta. But... Your Darkami's a better name anyway. Yeah. I went with the dumbest name I could. <laughs> Mr. Joey Nanjo the fourth. Cause A, I'm gonna revolt I'm gonna get this story back to the original games one way or the other, even if I have to do it myself. <laughs> and also that plays into the fact that <laughs> the family of the Nanjos would have a real bad English translation name. Which I didn't realize until like literally today. Also having him be the fourth is a real dumb goof. And it also becomes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It does. Good job. That was the one reason I wanted to make like a a Joe and then a Joe at the end name. And I thought I was like, non-Joe would work. That also ties into Persona. I'm brilliant. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my lord. Um, it, it was kind of weird though. Every time like they would put up the name Joey because like I have a cousin named Joey, so that was r- kind of real weird. I was like, oh yeah, hmm, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, alright, I'm trying to think where we should go now, um. I guess we could, we could, we could start off by saying, like, the opening of the game is real dark. Oh, it is, um, like, the entirety of, like, the first dungeon bit is, like, real messed up, and I I know that we don't want to do, like, a whole play-by-play of, like, literally everything that happens in the game. Um, seven hours. Seven hours, right. Um, but it. It t- this entire game touches on some really dark stuff. Like it's got suicide, it's got sexual assault, it's got um, child abuse, um, it's got uh, like even further child abuse of like starvation of a child and um, like treating them like a literal animal. Uh, it's got parents who treat their children as like their property. Uh, I mean, it's. It's got some real messed up themes in there. It's bad when, like, the Yakuza character is, like, the most tame out of everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which also kind of weird. They're like, he's a mafia guy. It's like, you guys can say Yakuza. Like, yeah. 
you pretty much have everything else in Japanese here. That's real weird. <laughs> it was weird, but he he was out of like all the all the dungeons. He was probably oh that was another thing is like employee exploitation. Um, that was messed up. Um, but he was the most tame out of all of them, and like wow, they're usually real messed up guys. So yeah. um, well, I mean, if you play the Yakuza games, it, it'll, it'll change your your understanding of how the Yakuza operates. Uh, okay. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta adopt a little girl who turns into an idol, and then you have, like, all these other guys. It's very complicated. That's why there's, like, seven games of them. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, first Dungeon Dude. He's a real piece of work. Like, You could cow. say he's a piece of Yeah. <laughs> like, I... They basically insinuate that he he either attempted or raped Shiho. Oh like, no, it's not. It's not insinuated. It's straight up said okay, that he. Yeah. Was um, and that's he, what leads her to trying to commit suicide. Which, yeah. when I had no context of what was going on in the Japanese version, like, and she stands there on the like the the roof of that building, I was like, oh, f-. like I was yeah. getting flashbacks to the end of Life is Strange episode two, which has a very similar scene in it. Uh, but um, that, well, and like after she falls, somebody's like, oh, her leg's not supposed to bend that way. I was yeah, like, oh God. Yeah. Like, she probably should have died. Probably. But somehow she survives, and, like, that's the catalyst to you going and f***ing that dude shit up, which, man, talk about a dude that deserved it. Right. Well, and, like, that's another thing, is that, like, he he rapes her because he was, was using... The Anne. Right. He was trying to get Anne to sleep with him in exchange for keeping her position, uh, her best friend's position on the volleyball team. Um, and like through his dungeon at certain points, like you end up seeing like girls in their gym uniform and like Anne's character is running around like in a bikini and like hanging off of him and like basically like praising everything that he does. And, um, it's super gross. Like it's super gross. Though I think there is a bit of like a discrepancy of how the game handles Anne because like the whole arc of that dungeon is like she's being exploited yeah in various ways but the game will also have the other male characters oogle her when she her her shirt see-through in the desert I also thought that was gross um and then then at the um on the boat they they're basically like oh let's have all the girls go out in their bikinis and try to seduce this dude yeah um, and that was one thing that I was upset about, um, prior to release is that, like, I knew that the first dungeon was about, like, her and her sexuality and all that. Mm-hmm. And then I was mad because, like, so much of, like, pre-release stuff was, like, her being sexualized. I'm like, guys, really? For one, she's, like, 16 years old. Right. And two, like, literally she just went through, like, nearly i mean it it essentially was like a sexual harassment sexual assault type situation like and you don't much like the entire the entire class calling her like a slut and a whore because of like what they think she's been doing with this teacher right like you don't want to keep putting this onto this girl like it was gross um i didn't like that and i don't like that there are certain characters that are always like hyper sexualized and in games and she ended up being the one this time. Uh, actually, they had a situation in her uh, on the beach where she like had her boobs like pushed together, and they were like, "Oh." Um, although at that point, 
she made a joke about it because she was saying like, oh, Ryuji, you don't think I'm so bad anymore, do you? Because he basically tries to make like grabby hands at her. Yeah. And she just plays off like this guy's an idiot, which yeah, probably, I mean, I think the relationship between Ryuji and Anne is like a lot more playful to maybe they could get away with that. But even still, yeah. like it's still gross. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, again, this is a girl who, like, literally just went through, like, sexual harassment, assault-type situations, and her best friend tried to commit suicide because she was raped by a teacher. Like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't play up her sexuality so much, guys. Yeah. Um, that was annoying. What else should uh, we talk about? <laughs> um... Uh... Yusuke's best character. I was period. literally just thinking about saying that. Uh, end of story. No question. Yusuke's best character. Yusuke's best character. Yusuke's best character. Which I, uh, I have seen argued that his introduction is also a way of exploiting Anne. But I, I don't necessarily see it. And it can be viewed in that way. I, I won't deny that. But I don't necessarily see it as him trying to exploit her. I think he's just very oblivious and is like, I just, he wants to do it for art. But it's kind of dumb in that way. And it's just like, this is okay, right? Yeah, like, it's shown throughout the game. He's very socially awkward. Like, he doesn't understand where lines are crossed. Um, and his thing... I mean, they kind of imply that he has kind of a crush on her at one point. But then he also is saying, like, at another point that he can't draw her anymore because now he knows her personality. <laughs> Which, whoops... Um, and also he's but, okay with everyone getting naked apparently he is like he he's he's he doesn't seem to have that kind of boundary he's uh, he's great um I, I guess I could see where that argument would come up but I didn't read it like that I read it as more like he doesn't understand that like that's not okay yeah um, yeah, yeah because he has more of like concepts of aesthetics in mind and also you have to consider that like this guy, is like going through really terrible types of like child abuse situations and he's like on a huge deadline of trying to figure out what kind of art he's supposed to do um so not only is he oblivious but also he's like extremely stressed out to the point that like you know he's definitely being abused and trying to figure out what he needs to do i certainly was not coming into this game thinking that yusuke was going to be my favorite character but, oh, I love man, him so much. It re he really became like the best character of this game. Just, I mean, he's a slam dunk. His yeah. writing is amazing. Like throughout the game, like his social links great. The storyline, every line that he has is great. Like he is such a good character. Like all of his like line delivery is well done. Like the comedic timing he has unintentionally, mm -hmm. mind you, is just so good, man. Well, and again, like, A-plus to Matt Mercer, because he yeah. nailed it. Mm -hmm. Like, his delivery was perfect. Absolutely. There was literally not a line that Yusuke said that was poorly done. And then he um, also has, like, that weird kind of, like, rivalry with Futaba. I love the rivalry with Futaba. <laughs> I think it's great. And she's just like, Inari, and he's like, what? He gets so offended. And, um... The lobster like they, scene on the beach. The lobster scene on the beach, and then there's a scene um, where he he decides to like disassemble her, um, like essentially the Power Rangers, the, yeah. the um, for aesthetics, and she's just like, oh! which, which like, 
he just randomly leaves at one point and then comes back with two lobsters and is like, I got these lobsters. Isn't this great? Everyone's like, why do you have those? Aesthetics. Like, he's literally hashtag aesthetics. But um, <laughs> I, I also love the fact that, like, it's shown throughout the game that he has, like, no sense of how to work with money. Um, like there's all kinds of, that was one of them is the lobster scene because he's saying that like he has no money, but he spent all of it on the lobsters. Um, and then there's another scene where he's talking about like how he spent all of his money on a DVD about an artist and he wanted to watch it with the main character. Like it's an ongoing thing that Yusuke doesn't have a sense of like how to deal with money. And it's, it's pretty funny. Like he always just buys art related stuff and then is like, all right, I can't eat now. I, 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 there was a scene at the end, like at the very, the, the New Year's Eve scene, like after mm-hmm. you go back to jail. Spoilers, you go back to jail. You go back to jail. After beating a god, because like, they're like, what oh, a downer. we gotta, we kind of need you to testify, but also you kind of have to be held accountable, which whoops. But yeah, like, was- when they meet up, he's just like, why did we have to meet up in person? This is real weird. We have phones. <laughs> yeah, we have phones. And then we, we made up, talk for like two minutes, and then I'll leave. Spurs, yep. Uh, he's he's great. Although um, I was upset with the fact that they used him as like gay jokes, and um, you know they they did kind of queer bait. But um, I think like I know a lot of people were upset that you couldn't date him. Um, and honestly, if it had been an option, I would have dated him. But. Uh, I don't think that his sexuality is is very explicit. Um, no. So I know a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, you can't argue with me that he's not gay," and I'm like, "Well, I don't see it reading either way. Like, I don't see him reading as straight, and I don't see him reading as gay. Like, maybe bi, but like maybe. Um, honestly, I think his sexuality is art. <laughs> like, no joke. Like that dude could just be asexual for all we know. He could like yeah. It, Really, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, true. It really but... doesn't matter. But, um, you know, in terms of maybe um, some kind of sense of uh, representation, it would matter. But I, th- I think, honestly, if you're going to attach a label to him, asexual is the best label that you're going to get. Um, Just because but... like, his character, it just seems like he has no interest in that sort of stuff whatsoever. I mean, obviously... The, the conversations that those characters have don't necessarily go in that direction, per se. Right. But also, it's just like, you know, with the way his character acts and everything, like, it wouldn't be surprising if that was the case. Or if, like, right. he, he just didn't know it, but just it was just kind of, like, how he acted anyways. I think the only scene that would point in any kind of direction that would be, like, oh, hey, maybe he is somewhat straight um, is that there's a scene where they pop out of the metaverse and he's holding on to her, uh, on to Anne, um, pretty tightly. And then she gets upset with him for holding on to her. Well, um, and he was, like, I think it was just him trying to like catch her and make sure she was okay. I didn't read it that way. I didn't read it that way at all. Really? Yeah. I, oh. I, especially after the whole thing with the, the painting and all, I didn't read it that way. And he was also looking at her boobs too. And the whole car thing. Yeah, that is true. Um, well, so he, he's the one that's like looking the other way. He's looking at more like Makado than mm-hmm. Anne. It's, it's no, the he, um, it's the scene where she's like wringing out her kimono or yukata. Oh, right, right, right. Where, like they all three are looking the opposite way. They're all way. looking at her. 
Yeah. Okay. So one of them, he's definitely implied that he was looking. Um, and I know that he was smug as crap in the scene in the car. I don't remember why he was smug, but he was very smug. Um, he did. Um, but he's great. He's best character. Um, and I mean, we talked about that Goro sucks. As a reminder, Goro sucks. He also dies. Um, I guess we well, should mention that. Dies. Quotation marks. Because the only line you get out of that after all the stuff that happens in um, What's-His-Face's dungeon. Shido? Yeah, I'm on a boat. Shido's dungeon. Is that, like, obviously his shadow comes out and attacks him, which he shoots the shadow, and then, like, the, the wall goes up. And then you hear two gunshots, so you're not, it's never implied, like, who gets shot or someone gets shot or anything. And then after you defeat the big old dude on Christmas Eve, uh, Sai basically was like, oh, yeah, Goro's been missing. And then that's all you know. Well, and Futaba does say that there's no reading. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really, really... He's, he's I mean, dead. Yeah, it's, like, 95% sure he's dead. But still, like, the game never is, like, explicitly, like, yo, he's dead. Well, I mean, there would be no way for there to be a body, so. I guess, yeah, I guess that's true. Because they um, never say, like, what happens when you when you actually die in the metaverse? Like, there's never, like, oh, well, your body's going to pop out. Like, you know, like the, the TV world some or something like that. Yeah. So. Um, so, like, and the metaverse for the ship is gone. So, like, his yeah. body's gone. Um, there's no way to prove that he's dead, but it he's true. dead. Yeah. Um, which, good. <laughs> Ugh, I hate that guy. Well, um, I, I think, like, the the first twist, obviously, is, is when he reveals himself as a bad guy, which no one saw coming at all. Let's be what? real. So what? shocking. And wow. then he, com- he comes into your into your interrogation room after Sai's done her interrogation. Which, oh, that shocked me. When he, when he headshots you? When he headshots you and you start bleeding on the floor. I was like, What? I remember when I played through that the first time, I texted you and I was like, I think I just got the bad ending. <laughs> well, and I, that's the spoiler I saw is that yeah. I saw on Tumblr. I was like, when Goro shoots the main character, I'm like, what? Why would that happen? Why would he shoot him? Which is also the bad ending you get if you don't necessarily like save somebody, save someone, I think, which kind of spoils that, which is real weird. But like, so that happens and it's basically all a farce. Like, but one of the like the coolest thing, coolest scenes in that game is like, you see him face down in his blood, the protagonist, and then like the sheen, the 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 guard who got shot fades away, and then like it pans back to you, and you're just sitting in the chair, sitting in the chair, sitting there, and like you just smirk. I'm like smirking. That's a cool guy move right there. Oh my god, it was so bad. Like I was so impressed by him at that point. Oh my god, I loved it. I loved that scene. Um. Because it scared me, too, when when he got shot. I was like, what the heck is going on? And then I texted you, and I was like, I think I got the false ending that, that like, you were talking about. And then it came around and did the smirk, and I'm like, oh, man, what a boss. Yep. And then um, you, get the, you get all that, like, that, that um, the information you missed from, like, the drugs messing with your memory. Yep. Like, all that comes back, and it's like, well, here's how we did all this. Especially because, like, I didn't remember 
necessarily like how Futaba was involved in it. But when she grabs Goro's phone before you go into Cheeto's oh, or what a good girl! Like I was like, she's being way too obvious about this and holding on to that phone way too long to not be doing something. And see, I didn't even think about it because she's so awkward anyway that I thought that like she was just being weird. But also, like I said in my mind, like well, obviously I knew he was bad, so I figured they were doing right. something there. So that's the only reason I would have like that tipped off for me. Yeah, it it was really really good. I I loved that that twist. Um, I mean, they just played him like a fiddle. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Thanks, Master Miller. I was I was so happy. Um, and um, I do want to mention, as somebody with actual social anxiety. Um, they did a really good job with Futaba. Yeah. Like, really good. Um, one of the things is that her social link is great because, um, how it works is essentially she has, like, a list of things that she wants to do. She calls, like, the promise list. The promise list, and it's things of, like... I want to go buy a video game at this place and I want to do this and I want to be able to be okay without you around. And, um, like that's a very real thing that you have to deal with when you have social anxiety is like making huge deals out of like going to do minor things. And, you know, she does the same thing that I do in a lot of like overwhelming social situations and that she just kind of shuts down. Right. Um, so that was really, really real, and I felt that that was great. I was kind of worried how they were going to handle her. Um, again, as somebody who actually has like a diagnosed issue with this, um, I was worried that it's going to be played mostly for jokes, and they do play some of it for jokes. But um, it, it was a great handling. Um, and that, that's one thing that I guess we could tie back to Tokyo Mara Sessions as well, is that we've had two characters... Um, in the past year that deal with some kind of like mental disorder that they, that Alice did a really good job with. Surprisingly, because like usually you would expect like a character that has some sort of like mental issue. Like usually it's, it's not played well. No, it's usually not. Um, so I was impressed with that. Um, a plus job on that guys. I, I guess I, I can't ask you this because I heard rumblings about this before the game came out of how they handle Futaba's romance and how it was very weird and like iffy. And like I, I, the thing I read was like it felt like you were forcing her into like a relationship no. or something. So I, I, that's why kind of like one of the reasons I didn't do that one. Obviously, just because I didn't have stats as well. That didn't help. But... You went through and did her social link, maxed it out, got the romance option for her. How exactly did that play out? Yeah, it didn't feel like that at all. Um, I keep getting phone calls, sorry. Um, <laughs> so it's... How it usually works is, again, like a lot of it is... Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. So a lot of it is doing the whole, like, conditioning of taking her out and trying to um, trying to get her out in the world and get her more comfortable around people, that kind of thing. Once you get to the romance element of it, um, it's on her, like, bullet point of, like, be okay without you around. Mm-hmm. 
And essentially what she says is, I don't want to do that. I want to be around you. And then like you can respond in a like positive way. And that's what triggers like a romance. It's like people um, like, oh, the romance option. And the other one's like the friend option. Right. Um, so that's that's how it really came across on this one is that like she she's done a lot of personal growth and she realizes that like she cares about you. So she doesn't want to be away from you which is really pretty common um at least in my experience of again um i go through this that once you find somebody that you're extremely comfortable with you don't really want to be without them um because you kind of feel like they're like a security blanket type thing um but then as the romance continues like on her max link you find out that she did in fact go by herself to go buy a Catherine figure of all things. That's fantastic. It was so good. Um, That's real good. But it didn't feel forced at all. Um, it, it it was very much her coming around and being like, "I I want to do this." And then, um, you know, at one one point, one of the options is you say that you're in love with her, and she's like, "Oh, that's what this emotion is. I didn't understand that." I thought, um, I thought it was just gonna be her going like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it's her like trying to figure out like, oh, I've never felt this for somebody before, and so I'm kind of conflicted in what this feels like. And then, um, I, I ended up getting a lot of really funny conversations with her guardian in the sense that he's like, <laughs> now don't go dating for Tabo. I'm like, oops. Um, yeah, like on the is so, it Valentine's Day? So he's how, like, how does he handle the Valentine's Day event then? That's what I was going to say is on the Valentine's Day event. He's like, um, oh, there's so many couples coming into the, yeah. into the cafe. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. And then like Futaba shows uh, No, he says like, oh, do you have anybody special that you're going to hang out with? And then Futaba walks in. He's like, oh, you have a lot of stuff. You didn't bring anything for me. And then like he realizes <laughs> what's going on. And he's like, oh, well, don't get caught up in the emotions of the holiday, guys. <laughs> so like. Obviously, I guess that would be different because it would have to be very specific to Futaba. But uh, I went after Hifumi, and yeah. when she shows up on Valentine's Day, he, he goes through that whole spiel of like, you know, oh, there's a lot of couples here. It's Valentine's Day. Do you have anyone? She shows up, and he's like, he looks at you, he's like, oh, I see. <laughs> you guys have a good time. Huh? I'll get out of your way. <laughs> so it's very different yeah. when you date his daughter. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no. Don't get caught up in the emotions. And for me, he's just like, I know what you're doing. Wink. Yeah, wink. I'm out of here. So that's funny. Uh, He he says something on Christmas, too, but I can't remember exactly what it was, but... So I guess, like, our, like, romance options would be a lot different, because you had someone in the, in the, in the Persona group. Yep. My guy, obviously, he's not going to mix business with pleasure. Could I date outside of that? <laughs> That's my reasoning. <laughs> so, like, it made everything real weird, especially for, like, the Christmas event where, like, they, I mean, for both of us, the game will not let you tell your significant other that, like, you're about to go to jail, which I was like, tell her! Come on! Right. And then she gets mad, and I was like, ah, uh, I think I screwed up. Yeah, because, like, she, both, both, of, uh, both girls said basically the same thing for us. It was like, 
because Hifumi basically is like, I, I figured something was on your mind, but you didn't want to say anything, so that's a bummer. So I'm just going to leave. And I was like, ah, th th no, no. And that's pretty much exactly what Futaba said. It's like, we've been together long enough. I know when you're lying to me, and I'm upset that you wouldn't trust me enough to say anything. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> come back. But for the Valentine's Day event, like, Futaba would know you're moving back, right? Yeah. So that was a thing I had to break to Hifumi. Uh, yeah, no, Futaba, like, says multiple times, um, like, I'm gonna, uh, that's one thing she tells you is that she's going back to high school. Uh-huh. And, um, she's like, I'm gonna get through high school and then we can be together whenever we want. Um, and, but then, like, she, she says to you, um, some of the effect of, well, you're going to be leaving, so let's make some kind of memory that will, like, last a long time, something like that. And I was like, whoa, buddy! I'll check it out, wow. Getting it, Futaba. <laughs> so, like, you, you basically, like, there's, an, there's, like, I think Hufumi's basically talking about, like, she, she's going to start, like, going back on the shogi circuit. And mm -hmm. she's like, oh, you're going to support me, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the option comes up, it's like, I'm moving back, or it's like, it's both, like, both options, like, I'm moving back to my hometown. And it's like, she's like, oh... That's that's not good. That's basically like when she when you both sit together, and then she's like, "Well, I guess we. I mean, we were t we were apart for like this month and a half. Like, it's not gonna be that big of a deal if like you're in your hometown. Like, we could go visit each other. Like, it's no big deal." So I was like, "Yeah, resolution." <laughs> yeah, and then Futaba like puts her her head on your shoulder. I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm using that's, that's the generic animation that they do for the girls there. I love it. I love it. Um, also, um. I think it's adorable. Um, so one of the things in Futa Futaba's romance or in her social link or whatever um, is that she tells you at one point that like whenever she did something good, her mother would always pat her on the head. Mm -hmm. So she asks like if you will do that for her. And so she does. And she's like, oh, that felt different. Something was different. And um, then when you max her social link, she comes up and she hugs you. And main character just comes up and starts patting her on the head. And I'm just like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Uh, it was so cute. Um, I loved it. I loved it a lot. But he, he pats her on the head. I was surprised uh, the protagonist even knew how to hug. Like, he's bringing all persona conventions. He can speak. He can speak. He speaks a lot. It's real weird. He speaks a lot. Also, he knows yeah. how to hug people well. No half he hugs here or anything like that. Mm -hmm. No awkward straight out arms. Yeah. Uh... But like, but, I, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, it it was cute because, um, you know, she goes in to to hug you, and for one, like, the height difference is adorable. I love it. Um, I'm I'm a sucker for height differences, <laughs> and um, like, he's just patting her on the head, and it, it was a really good animation. Like, it was not something I was expecting, and I'm sure it's somewhat unique to those two because, like, it, yeah. if he patted Hifumi on the head, it would be really weird. Because they're basically the same height. <laughs> Is she that tall? I think so. Wow. They're pretty much similar in height, I think. Uh, wow. But, I mean, you saw her max social link, so you know it's yeah. probably at least similar. So it's like, she's like, oh, well, you know, my mom was basically using me, fixing all these matches for me to make me seem cool and, like, this idol, but now I'm going to go back on the circuit and try and become legitimate again and everything. Do it and on I'm my like, own merit. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then, like, obviously, you know, the romance option makes that a little bit different. It's like, oh, relationship stuff but like i i really like at the end especially i mean this happens for 
pretty much all the other outside of the Phantom Thieves group of like once you get to their max social link, they'll be like, oh, well, you, I know you're this person. Yeah. Because she was the first one I had that happen. And she was basically like, so you're one of the Phantom Thieves, right? And it like, comes up to all the options like, oh, you can you can be like, yeah, that's me. Or be like, oh, maybe deny it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, obviously, like trust here gonna throw that out there like yeah that's me and she's just like oh well my mom got better like immediately after you pretty much said that or you, we talked about that so i've kind of figured and then she's just like well i guess like since we have this relationship now like you know i'm gonna support you no matter what i understand what you're doing this if you ever need help with anything like i got your back and i was like fist pump yeah freaking ride or die man fantastic hifumi best girl uh, we already had this conversation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to bring it up again. People are no. People are sleeping on Hifumi. She has the she has some of the best uh, social link skills you get because she lets. You I will agree with you on she that. She lets you switch out characters whenever, and lets you escape from battle when you get surrounded. Yep, um, I will agree that she has some of the best ones. But um, again, we're not gonna we're not gonna argue over who's best girl. We're not I, doing. I'm not, that. I'm not here to argue. I'm just saying, like, I'll give you I'll give you underrated. And I don't think you can argue that. I mean, she she definitely has some really good skills. Um, I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot of um, internet discourse on on this yet, other than um, I've seen people really vehemently arguing for Makoto, but which we we both kind of talked about. Like, I think Makoto was going to be like the first one. I was going to be the one I was originally going to go for, but. I don't know, just, like, something about how her social link was going, and just, like, kind of the ways that the character, or, like, the game, the main story, was kind of, like, pushing those two together in weird ways. Yeah, I didn't like it. Kind of pushed me off. Also, maybe this is one thing I don't like about Persona 5, is that, like, I felt like the other games, maybe 3 probably not as much, but 4, there was never, like, a hierarchy within the investigation team. Like, everyone kind of felt as equals. And it feels, it feels like in 5, like, once Makoto comes into the picture, like, she's automatically just co-leader. And it felt real strange. Yeah, I can see that. Um, she is honestly my least favorite of all the, like, fan thieves. I, I could understand that. Like, I, I don't know if I can objectively say that one way or another because I don't really know much about Haru. Okay, that's true. I don't know a whole lot about her, but I also maxed. Um, you say it different. I say it Makoto, but um, I I maxed her link, and I still don't like her. Yeah, I mean that, that's so, fair. That's fair. Um, like that. That I understand her as a character, but as a person, I don't really like think that she's that great. Yeah. Um. She reminds me a lot of Mitsuru, which I don't like Mitsuru either. Um, You're very, very adamant about that. I do not like Mitsuru. I cannot stand Mitsuru. I mean, they both fit the same archetype of third-year student council presidents. Yeah. Which I- well, and also, like, very adamantly, like, about your, your grades and your study, and you got to keep up with all this stuff, and it's like, okay, I get that. I understand, Thanks, like... Mom. Right. Like, I already have Morgana telling me to go to bed. Like, I don't need you to tell me to study. Like, calm yourself. Which I, I guess I never knew, because obviously, you know, playing the Japanese version, or and just never seeing much out of, the, out of the discourse or anything. Like, I never knew she was a third year, or Haru to yeah. that matter, 
until playing I mean, this game, and I was like, huh, that's weird. The things you learn when the game's actually in a language you can understand. How about that? <laughs> Which I, I guess speaking of characters that have twists that we, that I didn't know, I didn't know Morgana was a, a creation from the Velvet Room. That was cool. Yeah. I figured you would like that better, especially considering, you know, the last new character from the Velvet Room that we got you really don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and Lydian's favorite character, Marie. Um, I can't believe, like, I am personally offended that you just said that sentence out I'm loud. So- I mean, let me... Let me apologize for that. You should. <laughs> it was very rude of me. I it was very rude. That's like kicking my cat. Jesus. Oh, um. Though, though. Did you do you know the voice actress for for Marie is also the voice actress for Hifumi? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. And also the voice actress for Diana in Zero Time Dilemma. Oh hey, how about that? Two better um, characters than Marie. Uh, 100%. Yes, I agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> the voice acting in 5 is great, um, other yeah. than some of the names. We should addition. definitely mention that. Like, I know a lot of people obviously are very against the English voice acting, especially because... As you know, they people, always are. Yeah, especially because like, you know, they made the big deal like, oh, we're going to include the Japanese voice acting now as DLC because the game got delayed and everyone like creamed their pants about that. But yeah. the, for the for a lot of this game like I mean there's kind of some hiccups like we said with names and all that sort of stuff but the English voice acting is real good it's really good um like all the like delivery is just on point um and I was actually excited we mentioned like a couple minutes ago that the main character actually talks a lot he's somewhat of a chatterbox it's surprising Um, it's almost like you're just like wait who said that main character I said that what (laughs) Um, You're not supposed to say anything until like the very last scene of the game or something. But his his voice actor did a really good job. I was impressed. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Um, still, Matt Mercer is best, 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 <laughs> best. Um, oh, I, I guess we we should also also say like Keith Silverstein. Did a phenomenal <gasps> job as Shino. Yes, he did. He did a great job as Shino. Like he legitimately was somewhat terrifying in scenes, and I'm like, "Wow, buddy! Like you nailed it." Like if you if you want to get a good villain voice, like he he does that top notch, and he does. man, he knocked it out of the park here. He did. He did a great job. Like he can he can sell you some villainy like real well. Which I mean, obviously, like we've both watched Miraculous, so like. Yep. We know him as Hawk Moth, and he does good in that. But also, I mean, he's Speedwagon and JoJo, so, like, that's completely he different. <laughs> <laughs> he was in something else that you did, watched or played recently, but I can't remember what it was. I mean, I can look it up real quick. Uh, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stall for time by saying I'm going to stall for time. Um, <laughs> Gee, thanks. No problem. But he, he really did a, a great job with this. And, oh, he's uh, in Zero Time Dilemma. Is he? Yeah, he's Eric. Oh, right. That's what we were talking about. He was Eric, um, which is, again, a completely different role. Yep. Um, it's like we were talking about with Robbie Draymond, who, you know, like, he's Goro in this, which is a different role than he's, like, Prompto. Prompto. 
in yeah. Final Fantasy 15, and also he's Tuxedo Mask in the new Sailor Moon dub, which all three very different characters. Right. Well, and also, like, you can even consider Goro two different characters, because once True. he, like, has his breakdown, like, holy crap, he knocks it out of the dang park. Like, his, his voice acting is good when he's, like, regular Goro, but he's kind of boring, like he's supposed to be. He's supposed mm-hmm. to be, like, a charming detective prince. Yeah. Um, but, man, when he does his psychotic break, you're just like, what? Like, he's scary. Yeah. Um, and his, like, battle um, voices, like, when he's summoning Loki and everything, which, for the record, I want to tell you, I don't know if I told you this, um, he would summon Loki and, like, he would yell out Loki. <laughs> Oh no! And my cat would come running, and he's like, "What? What? Who wants me?" That's fantastic. And I'm like, "Buddy, I'm sorry. It's okay." <laughs> so he just ended up sitting on the couch with me during that fight because, like, his name kept getting called. That's amazing. <laughs> Which I, I guess right. that that also we should say like he's one of the few non-persona protagonists that has the wild card ability. That's the wild card. Yep. Which. I guess the game doesn't really do much with, in all, in all honesty, but that's there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's explained that, like, the god set it up, like, to see, like, who would win the game, yeah. essentially. It was just putting um, him against, you know, protagonists and all that jazz. Um, although I don't understand, maybe it's just, like, inherent ability, but, like, why Goro only got two, whereas Protag can do any that he wants. Right, yeah, that's... A good question that we don't have the answer to, but yeah. It may have just been... Ow, 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 sorry, I'm getting bit. Um, it may have just been, like, personality style or whatever. Like, you know, maybe Goro was unable or unwilling to have any sense of, like, personal growth, so he was stuck at two. Yeah, it may have just been, like, he just didn't care either. Like, he's like, yeah. I got these two, I'm good. <laughs> um, so I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, he had the wild cards. That was an interesting little little bit there because he had, um, who was his original persona? I didn't even use them, so Robin I don't know. Hood. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, and Loki. Your cat's gonna come running in now and be like, "What?" Oh, he he was the one that was just I biting. I figured that so. was it. <laughs> uh, he he's aware that his name is being said and is unhappy about it. <laughs> Man, if we ever have a game where I have to say Maxwell multiple times, he'd just be like, what? 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 <laughs> that little fluff ball just come in and be like, huh? Ah. Yeah. Nah. But yeah, Loki just gets irritated. So he, he was he was very confused when Goro kept like scarily saying his name. I mean, you're lucky he didn't play the Japanese the, the, the Japanese voices or else he'd just been mad the entire time. Oh, right. Yeah. My cat doesn't like Japanese at all. Um, My cat is for some reason, really racist against Japanese people. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> what a jerk. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what else we could say story-wise that we kind of haven't already touched upon. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I can't really come up with anything because we've kind of touched on like the main themes. We talked about like corruption and all that jazz and like what you did and didn't like and, um, we've really talked about everything that I wanted to talk about. And all, like, the big twists and everything. Like, I mean, the game basically ends with like, you, you're supposedly going back to your hometown, but then, like, I guess you're going to the ocean now? Going to the beach. I don't know. 
And then you stick your head out the window because that's a very safe thing to do. And then look, oh, yeah. look directly at the camera. Yep. <laughs> With no glasses on because who needs to see? Well, I mean, his glasses might have flown off if he did that. No, not if you have good glasses. <laughs> I, I guess I should ask this, like, you obviously wouldn't have seen this, but after the Japanese version came out and a lot of people started beating it, there was a lot of discourse around the idea that this game was incomplete. And really? Yes. And that they and that people were very adamant that there was going to be an enhanced version of Persona 5 coming sometime in the near future. I don't get that at all. Where are they getting that? They probably un- only barely understood the story because of this Japanese, and that's why. Most likely. Oh, that makes sense. Like, it felt very wrapped up to me. Because I'm thinking about it, like, there's no place in the story you could literally put anything new. No, like, you literally need to take out the whole, like, going to Hawaii trip. Like, Which literally, hey, totally do that. There's no reason to put that in there. That, that no. entire trip was meaningless. It was garbage. Like, the only thing it did was, like, introduce Haru a very tiny bit. And other than that... It was pointless to so the fact that the characters at the Even end of the trip, like, pointless. this was dumb. Why did we come here? Yeah. And they're like, we're literally just doing everything that we did in Japan here. Like, it was terrible. I hated that part of the game. I really, really didn't like it. Um, Which, like, like my, that's the one part of the game I can say I very much dislike. Yeah. Because it completely just holds the story and everything. It does. To a, just like grinding hole. Like, but with my experience with like Japanese media and everything, like, Anytime I've seen, like, a high school trip to, like, some new, like, to some different part of Tokyo, or Japan, excuse me, or, like, a different country, like, those are very guided trips that mm-hmm. the schools put on. Like, it's, like, the first two days, like, you are doing everything the school wants you to do, and then maybe yeah. the last day you have, like, free time to do whatever you want. But for this, it just seemed like, oh, the school just took them to Hawaii, and they just literally, the, the teachers and everything just off and let them do whatever they want. Yeah, it it was ridiculous. It, it did not need to be in there. There could have been a different introduction to Haru. Actually, there was a different introduction to Haru. She was doing plants. But it it was garbage. I hated that part of the game. And it was... I mean, it, it, Yusuke was there, and that was weird. Yeah, because um, like, they're like... Yusuke's like, oh, my school is going to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. And they're like, oh, well, there's this huge storm, so clearly we got rerouted. And oh, we're in this exact same city that you are. So, like, Yusuke was there, uh, Hifumi was there, so I got to hang out with her on the trip, at the end of the end of the trip. But, yeah, it was, just like, real weird. It was, like, it was just an excuse to bring those characters to the same place you were. So, like, I guess if, like, you were far down that road with, like, Yusuke and Hifumi, like, you would be able to hang out with them on this trip. But even then, it's still, like, it was dumb. Yeah, but even then, like, I was... I was, like, at, like, rank six or something with Yusuke, and I didn't get to hang out with him. Yeah, like, you got, like, I I got, I got three options for who to hang out with at the end. You only had, like, Ryuji and Mishima. Yeah, and it was weird, because I had people maxed, and I'm, like, oh, and I had people, like, pretty far along on the ranks. I'm, like, why am I not getting to hang out with anybody? But it was a dumb scene anyway. I... I will commend them for not putting a hot spring scene in the game. But then you got two beach scenes. You do have two beach <laughs> Which scenes. Which is kind of similar. But, like, especially, like, the Hawaii trip especially is kind of real dumb is because, like, you know. It's like a week or two after the yeah. first week. It's like we just had this huge beach scene exc- excursion, and now we're kind of doing the same thing again. And then, yeah. like, the month of October is also real dry and devoid of anything happening. Um... It, it, 
it, it things went to hell in October. Um, I thought that was the one month you were saying like things weren't happening. Was it? I thought things like got really weird in October because that was when we were like building up to Haru and like the school trip sucked. But like after that, it was just like things are being really, really weird. Like you knew that something was building up. Maybe maybe it was just like there was a couple of like a week or so delay just between like the end of the school trip and then things starting to happen. Because like you had the maybe it was like near the end of the month because like you have the the school festival happen yeah but that also cuts you out of having days to do anything and literally the yeah school, but the I, school I had fun with it though oh I mean, yeah yeah but the school festival is literally only a setup for goro goro and that's pretty much it yeah although i did really enjoy him like really hurting himself that was awesome by eating the, the the spicy. Yes, that was a very good scene. I was like, "Yeah, eat it." <laughs> yeah, eat it. Uh, he's like, "I gotta go to the bathroom." I'm like, "Yep, good. You deserve it." Get lost, punk. Like clearly, the one bright red. Like, oh, I'm gonna eat this one. <sighs> Dummy. Dummy. <laughs> uh, you're supposed to be ace detective, more like ace defective. Get that call back. Get that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh jeez, stupid. Um, I, I don't even know where I was going. That I hate that Hawaii scene. But yeah, like <laughs> I, I don't see how like they could add anything new to this game to make it like an enhanced edition, especially because oh no, you can't add anything to the time skips really because the one time skip you're in jail. You're in jail. And the other like, one you're is, in solitary confinement. Yeah, the other one is just a month till you you go home, which really there's not much you're going to be able to do or really you could put in there because. A, once that time happens, which is post Valentine's Day to the end of the end of the game, there's no metaverse. Yeah, there's no place you can go to fight. <laughs> so unless they install some really backwards contrived reason to let you go fight somewhere, yeah, you're not gonna be able to. Do no, that. it felt really complete to me. Like I don't see where you could add anything in, and like unlike Breath of the Wild, where I would like some post game stuff. Like, there's nothing that I could think of that, like, would be post-game, like, where it would work. Um, I, I, I just really don't see, like, how it would be considered an incomplete game. It had to have been because they didn't understand it. I, and I know, like, people are, like, you know, obviously insinuating that there's going to be spinoffs because the Persona 4 formula has right. kind of attested to that, but... Really, if they if they try to do spinoffs of any kind for Persona Five, like they're gonna have to come up with some weird reason that allows them to go fight somewhere. Right, they're gonna have to retcon something. And you know, one thing that I was thinking is that you know, four kind of had, even though like there were literal murders, it had more of like a lighthearted feel to it. So like dancing all night and that kind of thing made sense. Yeah. But like if. You're doing that with P5, which is, like, dealing with, like, rape and child abuse and, like, employee exploitation and, like, society apathy and corruption and all. Like, it would feel real gross. Yeah, it would just feel very out of place, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I can't see that working. I, I mean, like, you know, maybe they'd convince me eventually because, like, I'm, I'm a sucker for Persona games, but... And it's not even like they could really tie these back into three and or tie five back into three and four, Mm-mm. because three and four have a specific year that they're set in, and 
Persona 5 is set in the very specific year of 20XX. And there are callbacks, uh, especially to 4. Um, like, there's a mention of, like, Chie being in the police force. There's, like, oh, there's a girl in the police force with, that knows Kung Fu, which puts this post, um, post the fighting games. Yeah, post all of the 4 spinoffs. Like, they, they very specifically mention Naoto. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, there's a new Detective Friends. It reminds us a lot of Naoto Shiragane. Uh, right. They talk about the Amagi Inn, but I kind of skipped through that, unfortunately, to really know specifics. I know they're like, oh, this new manager of the Amagi Inn or something like that. So obviously... So like, we get no snow, they're adults now. Yeah. Four, four has them as adults. Uh, uh, but all the Rize is still, like, going. <laughs> Her and Kaname, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming they're somewhere between, like, 18 and 20-ish. Like so I yeah I don't I don't know how you would be able to do a spinoff you can't like and yeah like I mean they obviously they they tied three and four together and had the the three characters be adults right but like I don't know how you would do it with five yeah I I can't I can't see how it would work um but again I also feel like it would kind of like cheapen five because I felt like it was such a like serious story in terms of like societal issues that like I don't really want them to go and do like kind of lighthearted stuff afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um I just don't like I said I feel like it would cheapen it, but what ifs? Shocker, people are very misinformed on the internet. What? I know it's who would have thunk? It's a revelation to us. <laughs> but yeah, this is a long game. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, we put what, seven and a half days into it? 180 hours divided by 24, seven and a half days, yeah. Combined. Yep. Nice. Nice. It's a long time to be playing a video game. Um, my, my sleep schedule is crap. messed up? Yeah. <laughs> um, between me being sick and me playing Persona 5, like, I have not slept. It's a problem. Now you can finally sleep. You don't have to have Magrana telling you to go to sleep. <laughs> Unless you, like, install, like, a voice box into your Morgana plushie and it's, like, you just press it and it's, like, you should go to sleep. No, I'd throw her off the balcony. That would be a real good goof. No, no, it wouldn't. It would it would make me throw her off the balcony. I'll do what I want, Morgana. I, I do really like the memes that have to do with like Morgana telling you to sleep though. I think that's really, really good. Um and also I saw a picture on Twitter that I sent you that like had the protagonist like petting Morgana and she's like, You're touching my butt. It's real good. Um, also, I always forget that Morgana is a guy. I I can consistently call him her because Cassandra Morris voices, and I, I get confused. But also, Morgana's a boy. Morgana's a boy. Morgana's a boy. And also, you don't necessarily associate the name Morgana with a boy. A boy. So yeah, it can yeah. get it can get confusing. Or if you're like me, you chose the third gender, which is Car. Uh yeah okay I'll give you that. So it's very true. Morgana is car. Morgana is car. And can fix cars. <laughs> I like the plug 
joke at the end that was good i just like at the end there like you see morgana has got like a screwdriver <laughs> a in screwdriver his mouth wrenches around it's like this is real dumb and he's a literal cat at that point like yeah. he's not the, the like cat form he he's a literal cat fixing a car which it's wonderful why are they using a car that is obviously just broken down on the side of the road <laughs> like how did they get there obviously right like Obviously, Haru can afford to buy them, like, a nice car to travel in. <laughs> no, let's get this old beaten down thing. Yeah, well, going on adventures. Ah, Maybe they stole it. I mean, that's possible. They stole that plug from the police or whoever was trying the to police. follow them. That was so funny. They're like, why isn't the car starting? Ah, I borrowed a plug. Poor kid. Gets out of juvie and still they're like, gonna follow this kid. He's gonna do something. Like, yeah. the ocean. Well, they even proved that he didn't do anything in the first place. Yeah. Like, Shido's just a, a bag. Mm. Terrible. Terrible. All right, should we end it? I guess. I don't, I don't really know much else to talk about, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like we've... Like I said, I don't want to do like a play-by-play of the entire yeah. game because that would take forever. But I feel like we've hit the major points. We talked about the twists. We talked about the story themes. We talked about some of the characters. We talked about our romances. Uh, we talked about what we didn't like. We talked about what we did like. Can, can I say briefly though, the the fake Famicom games was real good, <laughs> especially especially the parody of Punch Out was a real good goof. But also like that the like when you beat a level in the fake punch out that screen pretty much looked like the punch out screen once you finish a fight so i don't know how they got away with that yeah it looked just like it it was a little shysty oh and also the way like there's a fighting game that you have to play as well trying to uh, do, trying to do dragon punches in that game on that d-pad is not good no um it it i could not get it to work i literally couldn't get it to work it was like you had to like do it so fast, but like even then, like it would have it would take half of your inputs at times. It was like, do this fireball motion, come on! It's like, yeah, it wouldn't work. I have this stick right here; it would make it so much easier. Well, especially because you have to do it so fast yeah. um, for it to actually recognize it. Like to not be able to use the stick. Like I, I know that like fighting game aficionados would be like, oh, D pad, D pad, D pad. But like when it's like super quick or it completely obliterates all the inputs that you put in like it it doesn't make sense it would make a lot more sense to use the stick but no no stick allowed and especially like the last I, I don't know if you got to the last part or anything oh i didn't finish the first one so the last one you have to do a half circle turn <gasps> it's like half circle and then back to right so it's no. it's very hard <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I would uh, rather play the luck games compared to that. Right. And there is a book that you can read that like makes video games easier, but yeah. I don't know how that works. It, it basically gives you an option at the like before you start it, it's like do you want to use the book or not? And it like I think for that game specifically it just gives you more time to input to get the inputs, which obviously uh, doesn't really help that much. Nope. But ah. But still like I Getting to buy a fake Famicom and fake Famicom games at a fake Super Potato. It's a real good goof. It was great. And also, we should mention that uh, Tanaka is in this yes! game. 
Dark Tanaka, the cooler and Tanaka. He's shady. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So I, I never went back and did that to like see like what he was selling. Was it anything most, like cool or just like? It was mostly accessories because um, okay. you have to you have to keep buying things from him and spending more money to upgrade the store. <laughs> of um, course. Yeah. And um, and there's some decent stuff in there, but for the most part, it's too expensive. But like, I I saw that like after I beat the Japanese version, I was like, where the f was Tanaka? Why does he have sunglasses? <laughs> How did I miss and this? I found him. You did. You told me that. I was like, <gasps> where? Dark Tanaka, come to me. It was like, oh, go fix the laptop. And I was like, <gasps> I gotta go do this. <laughs> that's so good like just just put shades on Tanaka and it makes them instantly cool I'm like well done well done it was great <sighs> I'm glad Tanaka was there with the theme song and all and, and the and the uh the parody Juness scene from the the claw machine oh that was good too pretty good so yeah like uh it's a long game. It is. It is a long game. Despite what I have said about this game, I still th it's a good game. It is a good game. Probably not the I'm best game of the year. It's still a very good game in a year in a year full of very good games. Yeah, and it's still early, so I don't know. Um, but I really, really liked it. Um, like I said, I give it an eight out of ten easily. That's an eighty percent. That's a B minus. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone's gonna come after you about that review score. Like, Why didn't you give it a nine? Why didn't you give Everyone it a Everyone else is giving it a nine and a tens. I'm an uh, internet uh, commenter. It's <laughs> my internet commenter voice. You sound like a grandma. That's that's I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. All internet commenters are grandmas. Oh my god, grandmas, calm yourself. It's not that serious. Although, right. like... <laughs> grandmas are really interested in the discourse of Persona 5 review scores. I believe it. I mean, our grandmas also interested in the discourse of uh, Final Fantasy XV and the movie and Breath of the Wild. Yes, very much so. Dang it, grandmas, get a hobby. Um, But... I don't know. I think an 8 out of 10 is really good. I think that's a good score. I mean, in today's review climate... Okay, so like if IGN gave it 8 that, out of 10, yeah, I would yeah. be like, it's unplayable! It's it's so... I mean, this is very off topic, but it's just so strange how like the review culture of games, you know, thanks to Metacritic especially, yeah. has like rendered like, you know, like 20 years ago, a 7 through 8 in terms of like, you know, review score 70 to 80%. Like, yo, that's a really good game. And yep. now, like, a game gets a 7, it's like, oh, uh, well, that's pretty average, I guess. It's right, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, sometimes a game will get a 7, people are like, that's literally unplayable. Like, I cannot play a 7. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Okay. Like, any time I've ever had to review something, it's always been under the, the, the ideas of, like, hey, if it's a 5-star scale, 1, bad. 2, has problems, probably kind of poor. 3, average. 4, good. Five, great. Right. Simple. Easy. But, you know, things like Metacritic have kind of distorted that to where, like, 
you know, there are companies out there that literally tell their employees, hey, if we don't get an 80 or above on Metacritic, you're not getting any bonuses. <coughs> Sorry, that was a poorly timed cough, but um, it's a good or maybe it was a, a perfectly timed cough. That's gross. Um, <laughs> well, on your scale, I'd give it a four out of five. And see, I'm, I would debate about giving it a three or a four. Yeah. I can't give it a five. I, I just yeah. cannot. Like, I can't give it a five. I can't give it a ten. There's no way I could do that. I, I had too many issues with, like, certain gameplay mechanics and um, certain, like, inconsistencies and all that. Um, but overall, I had a great time with this game, and I really liked it, so. There you go. There you go. That's Make of that what you will. Sounds like a recommended to me. Recommended, yeah! I've only I've only given one game that I've reviewed a not recommended. Was only, it World of Final Fantasy? It was not World of Final Fantasy. It was Steins Gate Zero. Oh, which I wow! Did, I did not like that game. Wow! But also, it's kind, it's kind of weird and subjective because, like, obviously, I'm just picking the games I want to review. So obviously, that's going to lean more towards games that I like. So that's kind of a a weird thing. Did you play World of Final Fantasy and review it? I mean, I know you played it, but did you review it? I didn't review it. We only the only thing okay. we came close to was when we Oof. talked about it, talked about it on this podcast and the grab bag episode. Okay, okay. I was gonna say if you reviewed it and you recommended it to people, no, we're gonna I, have that, to that have would this, buddy. That would definitely be a not recommended. Okay, yeah, because our podcast I know tore it apart as it should have been. Um, Unless it, like that game got cut in half and it was like just the first half of the game, then I'd probably recommend it. Yeah, if if it was just the first half, I totally would have recommended it. But mm, different nope. game, different no. time. Go listen to the world, the grab bag episode to hear our thoughts on World of Final Fantasy, and also Root Letter. That's a good game. And you can hear how we thought about the Persona Five delay that happened. <laughs> how bummed we were about that. We were, but now we know six translators. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you have more editors and translators? That's that's still the thing that weirds me out. I have no idea. As Pat, poor life choices. Poor life choices. So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna, so do, gonna it. do it. Yeah, we both say recommended for Persona Five. I have more issues of it than you do, but you know that's just how games work. So, yep. Enjoy it. Get mad at us <laughs> on the internet because we have lower scores than everyone else, and Whoops. have differing opinions. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, if you want to get mad at us on the internet, you can follow us on Twitter at Anime Checkup, where we talk about anime and video games and manga. But we haven't done—I haven't done anything really this past week because Persona Five. <laughs> right, right. Persona took Five over everything else. Taking over our lives, um, and it's—it's it's a problem. Uh, you can also find more information at seasonalanimecheckup.com or sac.cool where you can find reviews, columns, this very podcast. Check out all the other episodes. Uh, the The latest episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup podcast is now out and available, which you can find at seasonalanimecheckup.com slash podcast, and listen to that to hear thoughts, opinions about the past season of anime of winter, and then a preview of spring, which is already happening. So you can listen and hear synopses of shows that are happening right now. Uh, you can follow Anladium at Anladium.com. You can. Please. Where, where she has cool stuff written there. Yay. <laughs> and then next week we probably will actually talk about Legend of Zelda games. 
<laughs> Unless something else big comes up and we have to push it back. But that's pretty much probably going to be the ideas that we're going to talk about Legend of Zelda games that I've played recently. And yeah. not in terms of like a retrospective or anything. It's just going to be like, hey, here's these games I played. Let's talk about them. And basically that's it. Uh, also, two weeks from now is, is an episode I'm very much looking forward to recording. And one I've been waiting to do for a very long time. Oh my god! I think I know which one you're talking about. So I'm just yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna shift the focus of this podcast back to anime for once because you know we are. That's Oops, how sorry. This, this thing started. <laughs> Whoops! It happens. But uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be a very very fun episode. So look forward uh, to a few weeks. It's it's gonna be the Anladium is hyper confused consistently all the time. WTF? Oh my god, what is happening? Episode. Which speaking of, you know, we were talking about the uh, the Igor reveal. I was mm-hmm. I was very bummed that Igor, the fake Igor, was like, "You thought it was Igor, but it was me, <laughs> Dio." <laughs> it can't be Dio. It could have been. Dio. Not everything is Dio. Okay, but what if? fake Igor had vampire horses. But what if Dio? But what if Dio? <laughs> Vampires. Vampire horses. I mean, if that isn't enough to understand what exactly the episode's gonna be about, you're in for a wild ride, trust me. Or, um, maybe we could use the word bizarre? Uh, I think for me, the word I'm gonna use is adventure. Uh, I'm gonna use the word what the f***. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the two weeks from now episode because we still have to finish what is being aired currently. There's you know two more episodes of that left. Uh, but yeah, look forward to that. Look forward to Zelda games next week. And hey, you should probably go play Persona Five. I guess you should. Yes. Don't say I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should probably go play Persona Five. Probably. Yes. Yes. You should go play Persona Five. Don't listen to Jared. Listen to me. Go play Persona Four. Go play. <laughs> All the Persona games. All the Persona games. Go play Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Go, yes. Go play Tokyo Mirage Sessions and not all the Persona games. Because uh, I can't recommend one. Go play all of the Persona. Go especially play the 96 version of Persona 1. No! That's the worst especially. thing you can tell them. Why are you giving bad life advice, Jared? I mean, you have to... I, I feel like that game is an experience that someone or that people need to experience just because of how weird it is. But don't pay Go $50 play for it. Five. Go play Persona 5. Spend 100,000 hours on that game. Because that's what you do. Go play Persona 5. Morgana's going to tell you to go to sleep. Yeah, that's how we should end this podcast. Hey, um... You know, are you feeling tired? Are you feeling tired? Uh, we all all you've done today is listen to a podcast. Maybe you should go to sleep. Like you really probably don't. You don't want to go do anything else, right? You don't have time to do anything else. I mean, you're exhausted. You just listened to something for two and a half hours. You clearly need to go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep.